What's up, everybody? Talkings Podcast. I'm your host, Joey, a.k.a. the two-time back-to-back. I'm your host, Bobby, a.k.a. B-Boy Kicks. And today, we have a special guest. Say hello to Mr. Slinky. Slinky! Hello! Brian Boyer. (laughs) Slinky Brian Boyer. He is finally back, ladies and gentlemen. This man... Was in where you South Carolina? Uh, South Carolina. Yeah. South Carolina for six, six, six months. months. Yeah, it flew though. <laughs> it feels like it flew. It was like half a year. Dude, hell no! <laughs> it felt like an entire year. Yeah. I haven't seen you forever. <laughs> I'm like, God, I don't even remember what you look like anymore. <laughs> a lot uglier than I remember. Anyways, <laughs> how how was that? It was long. It was a good. It was a good. It was a really really good job. Um, everyone was really really cool. Um, me and Marcos actually, uh, I gotta give a shout out to Marcos real quick because, dude, that dude is insane. Um, funny story with him actually because <laughs> when he doesn't speak any English very well, oh, now he speaks English really good, yeah, but uh, he only speaks Spanish when we first met. And uh, he was my roommate, and we were both nervous because he doesn't speak English and I don't speak Spanish. So the first day, uh, when we were sitting down, he was having breakfast in the morning, and I woke up and walked in the kitchen, and he said, <laughs> he said, Good morning. And I said, shut up. <laughs> but like, just because, you know, I am. And I completely forgot that he doesn't understand my humor and that he doesn't know me. So he, he shut up. He like legit stayed quiet and then went in his room. And then, <laughs> did exactly what you asked him. Yeah. And then the next day um, I woke up and I, I saw him and I was trying to apologize. I was going to apologize to him. I was like, hey, good morning, man. And then he told me to shut up. And then we've been friends ever since. Hell so, yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. But yeah, Myrtle Beach was awesome. It was a long contract, though. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, damn, cool. Um, I guess I wanted to start with your your background a little bit. Tell the audience, like, uh, like how you basically started to uh, get into breaking. All right. Uh, okay. So in that one, uh, I watched a movie called... Oh, okay. First, first I, was always, uh, I was always really into acrobatics. I've always wanted to do, like, flips and all this crazy mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I always did that. But breaking came from when I was in school. Uh, I went to Alta, Alta High School. Uh, I was picked on all the time in that school. Um, and I remember one day I heard some kids talking about this movie, You Got Served, right? And these kids were like talking about it in the hall. And, and I was like, oh, it's a dancing movie. And everybody was like so about this movie. Mm-hmm. So I went to see it with my mom and uh, my mom and my sister. And we went and saw it. And in the beginning, the very opening scene of that movie, there's like a battle going yeah. back and forth. Yeah, and this dude uh, who's B-Boy Tails, uh, I didn't know who he was at the time, but it's B-Boy Tails, he does like a rollback into hand hops. And I remember when I saw that, I, I thought that was like special effects. I didn't know people could actually do that. Right. And immediately, uh, all I saw in that movie was like the breaking and like flips. And because I knew I could do flips, I was like, oh, I can I can do that in school and kids will think I'm cool. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll stop picking on me because I can do that stuff in the movie. Yeah. I uh, went and did it. Uh, in school and kids were like oh man yeah he's a he's a break dancer he's that's so cool and i was like the fuck what is break i didn't know what breaking was <laughs> you know and actually funny story uh max baby blue me and him went to school together mm-hmm. oh really and yeah and he saw me in the hallway kind of practicing what i watched in the movie yeah he already knew about what b-boying was so he took me to his house after school he asked me if i want to know what real breaking is and he took me to his house and he showed me i think it was b-boy hoedown it was like a competition in houston and he showed me he had an old VHS tape of it. And oh, sick. that oh, yeah. shit scared the hell out of me. I was like, what is this? I was seeing like people throwing cocks. The and, aggressiveness. Like, yeah, the yeah. aggressive stuff. And I was like, I don't want, I don't want to do that. I wanted, 
I want to do what Marcus used to do. Those guys are doing some <laughs> choreo and shit. I want to do that. You I don't got wanna... served. Yeah. This isn't you got served. This is scary. So, yeah. And so, actually, um, I think it was it was then I kind of just kept doing what I was doing. And then I met uh, Abdil, uh, another b-boy in our scene named Abdil. Mm-hmm. I met him and he introduced me to three other dudes. And they took me to my first battle at Up Rock. And, uh, and it was so actually really embarrassing. They, uh, they signed me up, but even though I didn't know how to break at all, they thought it was funny. So they signed me up as Brian and, um, Josh called my name out on the mic, on the mic. He's like, okay, up next we have, and I think it was me and monkey. I think I had to go against monkey first. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they're like, yeah, we have Brian versus monkey. And I was like, I'm like looking around and my deal and those guys are like, that's you, that's you. Oh no. Monkey smoked me so bad. I didn't, I couldn't do anything. I did like a backflip. I think, I think I stood there and did a backflip and that was it. And the monkey just killed me. So yeah, so that's pretty much my origin story really is just, you got served. It's got me into it. How did you get the name Slinky? (sighs) Share that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. So, um, so I was still going as, as Brian and me and a good friend of mine named Jordan, we went to high school together. Um, we, we would kind of practice in the halls and stuff like that. And I also worked at Southtown Mall at the time. I was working at the pretzel store, or pretzel time. Oh, Hell sick. Yeah. And there was a girl there that I really liked. Uh, I thought she was super cute. I don't even remember her name now. But uh, so we'll I was trying that. to show off. And uh, I was talking about, uh, Jordan was there. Yeah, Jordan and a couple other guys were there. And they were talking about how I was like, oh, yeah, are you? how was practice today? How are you doing this mm. today? And, the girl was like, "Oh, you you dance, you break dance," and I was like, "Yeah, hell yeah, I do." Yeah, I was like, "I was like, oh, I do Fucking a few right things, I do. I do a few things." All I could do was literally a backflip, and I could do rubber bands. For those who don't know what rubber bands are, this is kip up, multiple kip ups, right? And so <laughs> my dumb ass goes, "Yeah, all right." And she's like, "Let me see something. Let me see something." So oh, I do a backflip, fine. I go for the rubber bands, completely fine, except I lose my balance and I fall backwards down the escalator. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Why were you dancing right by an escalator? I didn't even realize. Well, I wasn't right by them at first. I was, you know, you don't, I didn't have any control. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I ended up falling. And uh, Jordan, a good friend of mine, Jordan, he said, I reminded him of a slinky <laughs> going down the stairs. Oh, my God. So I hated it at first. I, I was actually a really embarrassing name, and I didn't like it. And actually, the second time I went to Uprock, they signed me up. I signed up as Brian. I finally signed up myself as Brian, right. and they went and marked it off and put Slinky. Hell yeah! And that's how everybody in the scene started knowing me as that's, Slinky. That's how you know it's a good name. Like when you initially hate it, but then you grow to. Yeah. Like it. Oh man, look at Bomb Bomb. Bomb Bomb hated that shit. That was like an inside joke in the beginning. Stupid. We're calling him all sorts of names. We couldn't come up with one for him. Bon Bon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bon Bon. Kid Skittles. <laughs> oh yeah. About we're just shit. throwing out names and he's like i don't like any of those and we're like we're just calling you bomb bomb yeah <laughs> oh well, cool that's hilarious um how long have you been dancing for oh boy i started in 2003 so oh god someone do the math i don't want to do yeah that. i'm terrible at math i'm just gonna go out there and on a limb and say 17 or 18 years yeah yeah so it's about yeah about 18 years oh, that's shit. a long time mm-hmm. okay um let's see how would you explain your style um, okay, uh, in the beginning, uh, my style was definitely way more blow-ups and tricks. Uh, I, I didn't want to learn footwork. I didn't want to learn footwork. I didn't want to learn top rocks. I don't want to learn any of that shit. Dude, I, I didn't just, either. Dude, <laughs> I started out with just power, like, windmill and right? swipes. 
<laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I. That's what I wanted. I just I didn't want any of that stuff. And as a matter of fact, there's like videos on YouTube of like Leo and those guys like calling us out. And they'll be like, where's your footwork? And I'm, like, legit on camera saying, fuck footwork. <laughs> like, like, I was totally against all that shit. Um, but then I realized, the older you get, the more your body starts to hate the blow-ups and the tricks right. and the power and stuff. And especially me, because I was always, like, everybody come, come to practice and stretch, you know, and eat healthy and things like that. Mm-hmm. I was complete opposite of that. He's eating Gushers and gummy worms. Yeah. <laughs> like, Mountain Dew. I, I would bring, like, a two-liter of Mountain Dew to practice. Jeez. Like... You know, and then, so my body started kind of hurting a lot. And so my style kind of now, um, I would consider it kind of, kind of more well-rounded now. Um, mm-hmm. I have power moves and stuff. I just know, I don't really ever use them. When it comes to battles, I never really use power. Uh, I think I'm too scared to use power actually in battle. Cause I, I have a really hard time comboing power. I can do like single power moves. I can do flares. I can do like, you know, head spin, stuff like that. But I can never, like, I have a really hard time comboing those together to make moves. Okay. So when I'm in battles, I, I get scared to use it. So I'll focus mainly on, like, the blow-ups. Or lately, a lot I've been working on is, like, my tops. I like I like top rocking a lot, and I like music. You do have really good yeah. tops. I think you have oh, the best you, top rocks here in Utah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, you can thank dance. you, man. Oh. You can dance. You can yeah, dance. Like, you can okay. dance if you want to. <laughs> You're gonna dance. You're gonna dance. So everybody wiggle your pants. Wait. Oh, I thought it was take off your pants. Take off your pants. Maybe I don't know. Is it? I, I say take off your pants. Yeah, well. It, if do you like battling or performing better? Because you do Ooh. a lot of performing and you've traveled all over the world doing yeah. it, which Man. is badass. That's a tough one. But you've also done a lot of battling as well. So I'm just. Uh, you know, I'll say this. I I love battling with the crew. I, solo, it, it's fun, but it's way more nerve-wracking. I feel like, especially because, I, like you said, I've been performing a lot more. So because I've been doing performances so much, a lot of times you get used to performing. So when it comes to battles, you start doing shit where you'll do like a move and then stand up and wait for applause. And you're like, wait a minute, this is a battle. So you can't, <laughs> you can't do that. Switching and, gears. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to switch gears. And and so solo solo battles for me are scary. Um way more scary than with the crew and and when it comes to the crew battles i mean you guys are monsters so it's like you don't really feel scared because you, you have so much confidence in the crew that you already know they're gonna know what they're doing like whenever i'm with you guys i already know you guys know what you're doing so i don't ever have to like be scared i'm like oh man this guy's gonna kill it you know when you're by yourself your own you're your own worst enemy so i i feel like i enjoy performing more uh mainly because i i, I i'm confident performing yeah, I, right. You kind of know the crowd really doesn't know what they're looking for. Really, they just kind of are enjoyed. They're just enjoying you on stage, and I think that's way more fun than getting to somewhere where they, everybody might hate you. Right. <laughs> and then, no matter how good you are, people are still booing you, or people are still like hating on you, or talking shit. Yeah. But when you're on stage, nobody's you know nobody's in the audience going like boo, <laughs> or yeah. like biter, that's whack, or some shit like that. Nobody's doing that. The, so it's kind of nice. Hey. Well, I would kind of agree with you. Yeah. Because, like, uh, we did that three on three in Vegas. Mm-hmm. It was you, me, and Bomb. Yeah. Dude, I've never felt so confident in my entire Same. life. That, that never, was the battle I was thinking about. We, like, faced Battleborn in the finals, and I felt so confident. Yeah. It, like, honestly, oh, it was Battleborn, which is crazy. Battleborn is super sick. Yeah. Big but, name. Big name. Yeah, it's a big name, and those guys are super sick. But for some reason, with you and Bomb, like, I felt like we were battling, like, I don't know, somebody from Utah, like just prelims, you know, like uh, like a prelim battle in Utah. Yeah, just like someone we're like used to battling. Yeah, somebody we're used yeah. to battling, yeah. And so it was like, and at the end of that, I was like, oh shit, that was the first time I ever thought for sure 
at the end of it, we took it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's we took that. Well, dude, even they, like, came up to us and was like, dude, we thought you guys took it. Yeah, you know. And honestly, like, that jam, the judges, it. again, the judges, the judges, the judges, yeah. those guys were high as shit, high yeah. or drunk. <laughs> it actually pisses me off when I hear somebody, like a judge specifically, is really high or drunk. Yeah. Right? I know for a fact, like, one time in, in uh, here in Utah, like, years ago, Shogun lost a battle and he went up to one of the judges and was like, Hey man, is there anything like I can improve on or get better? And you know what they said? Oh man, I can't even remember your round, bro. Sorry. I can't just I don't it's like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, he's like, I'm drunk as shit. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding Dude, me. Dude, that's yeah. the worst. The another one too, I can't stand when it comes to judges like that also, or the ones who aren't even watching the battle. Like if you're yeah. like if wow. you're sitting there like on your phone, I've seen oh man. You're watching <laughs> TikTok. Yeah, I've the literally battle. seen a judge uh, do you guys remember the 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 jam Yudo threw called the one? Yes. Was that that one battle a long oh time ago, god. right? At the Salt yeah. Palace? Literally, one of the judges during the battle is on his phone, like texting. Oh, I'm like, God. are you kidding me? Like the and then the round was over, so I was like, okay, he was texting that person's entire round, but you know that person didn't make it through, and it's that's the sort of stuff that I, I yeah I can't stand that shit either. Mm. Judges, man. If you're gonna judge, you have a responsibility to be paying attention, oh, and especially if you're put your goddamn phone it. away. If you're getting paid to judge, <laughs> that's like you going to do a job not doing it and expecting to still get paid. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, I thought about this uh, a while ago, but like, do you guys think it's cheating when um, a breaker that's competing uh, uses like marijuana or like some sort of drug? I don't, I don't know. know. Is that cheating? I don't think it's cheating. You're you're like comparing it to steroids. (laughs) Comparing it to steroids. (laughs) But you know what though? Think about it. If it's in the Olympics, you can't be high as shit. That's true. It's a good point. I think, okay. I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate in here because I feel like if I'm if I'm gonna say weed uh, like being high is an advantage, mm-hmm. then I also can I have to put and I, I hate it but I would have to put like painkillers and shit on there too. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you know I mean there's been plenty of battles where I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like hurt like hell so I'll take a bunch of painkillers. Yeah. Then I go to the battle and don't feel shit. So then I'm like it doesn't halter you know it, it like won't stop me from hitting certain moves and stuff. Interesting. So I don't know I'm I'm kind of right in the center of that. Because, you know... I've never thought of that. you never know? thought of that? I've never <laughs> thought of that. Like, using a substance to make you better. Well, guess what? I don't take anything. Yeah. So, if I'm beating people that are taking a bunch of supplements... Yeah. It's but also you're looking at the best of the best, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's also... It's the beard. <laughs> the two-time, dude. <laughs> um, but also, I guess in that same sense, uh, like, because there's plenty of battles where people show up drunk, too. And when you're drunk, your confidence is, like, way higher. You're not feeling anything. And I don't know. I feel like... I can't do that. I don't understand how people do that either. I don't Man, I I, can't even fucking walk drunk, let alone try to It's pretty impressive. I feel so heavy if I try to break when I'm drunk. I feel like I'm going... Have you ever gotten drunk at, like, a club and then try to dance and you feel like you're going way too fast? The beat's... (laughs) You're, like, trying to keep up with the beat, but you're going super fast. (laughs) That's funny. You have to, like, slow down. You're, like, trying to slow down, but now you can't find the rhythm. (laughs) You just lost. Yeah, you just completely you're, lost. You're a mess. Yeah. Okay. Did you see that battle? I, I can't remember. They were celebrating somebody's birthday. I think it was in Vegas. Maybe not. Anyways, they had to take a shot every round. Oh, oh what? And then, like, I think in the top eight, they made them use props. Like, you had to Whoa. use a prop. Like, top eight and 
Sounds dangerous. Yeah, that sounds crazy as hell. <laughs> it looked fun as hell. Oh god, man, that sounds like something we would throw at like a birthday party. We give We've ourselves talked a challenge. about that. Like, um, all right, we're gonna throw a battle, and yeah. every round that you win, you have to take a shot. Dude, all the way to the finals. That you win, I would just immediately sabotage myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying like, if you make it past prelims into top sixteen or whatever, yeah, and you're saying if shot. you win, you take a shot. And then if you may, if you win in the top sixteen, you have to take another shot. Ooh! So by the time you make it to the finals, you're like four shots, five shots. What if you did it like uh, before the round Fuck started? That. So like, let's say, yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's say you're in the now you're in the first round, right? Now both of you have to take a shot before the battle starts. Yeah. And then the next round, both of you take a shot before the battle starts. Oh. Sounds dangerous, dude. But hilarious at the same time. Really crazy is if you made it even worse. Put. A bunch of different alcohols in a hat, and then the person has to draw out which oh, shot they have to take. Oh, <laughs> you can put some like, magic. No. yeah, you can put some like Everclear in there. You can do some oh, like God. moonshine. <laughs> Sounds like a. Well, let's hazard. not make this a thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously, yeah, we're not supposed to be promoting out drinking alcohol <laughs> in battles. So switching gears. All right, how do you feel about that? Like, you know, you go and go on a date, and then someone's like three times the size they look in their photos or like not even they're using different photos that's mm. not even them yeah i don't understand that. Like, or yeah. they put the filter on yeah i and I, dude the filters nowadays and see filters back then were crazy like you can do filters where your face has no like yeah, acne dude. or anything like that now dude. you can change your filter to a whole new gender i've seen those tiktoks <laughs> yeah. dude it looks Ew. so crazy where women don't wear any makeup and then they show the filter and they yeah they look like a different yeah. person yeah it's so it's bizarre. insane and so it's like for and dude, me, it fools me i'm like oh like, like yeah. oh shit you, you know got the worst me. part is is i've si- i've actually had arguments with people who say that there's nothing wrong with that like that when you oh. show up you know if you show up to a, uh, like, for example, a lot of girls that I've talked to always say that they're like, well, if we can't do this, then you guys shave the beard or, you know, shave this. Or, but I'm like, shave but that's real. That's like, real. what that's we're a, doing is real. That's beard. a part of me. That's a, yeah, that's an actual shave thing. Shave the not... beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> shave the beard. You're on the verge of tears right now, man. Are you man. kidding me? Yeah, me and my beard are like this, son. Yeah. But I can't really, shave this. I'll shave my beard, but you grow your facial hair out. The, the, How about that? Exactly. That dude. And that's what's so crazy to me is because, like, I, I get it. Nowadays, we're at this whole – I mean, this is a segue into something else. But it's like we're in this we're in this stage where uh, people are offended by everything nowadays. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't say anything without somebody being offended. Mm-hmm. The best example of that – and people will get offended over anything. Uh, so one of my TikTok videos actually ended up going viral by accident. Oh, um, yes, dude. Dude, yeah, I cannot believe the it. The 90s or the 2000s? The 2001, yeah. yeah. It's at like 14 million views right now. Oh, right. Shit. And it's insane. You're famous. Yeah, but for the worst reason. So, like, it's funny because so many people are like, there were so many people that were messaging me saying that uh, that I was making fun of the LGBTQ. There's some people that are saying that oh I'm a representative God. of the LGBTQ. Like, I'm just like, dude, I did a 2000 and I said, fucking fuck, fuck. <laughs> like, in a, in, a, in a girly voice. And that video was years and ago. And that was years ago. That was yeah, years, years ago. ago. You can tell yeah. it's years ago. And for some reason, I posted that a long time ago and it just barely went, you know, viral. And the, the weird part is, is when I explained it, I explained, I, I made a video explaining why I talked like that because I kept getting all these, it literally just opened up my DMs to, like, a bunch of the LGBTQ. Like, people are, like, hitting me up all the time about it. I'm like, hey, you're sexy, you're cute, all this stuff. Like, so I, I made a video explaining that I wasn't homosexual, I wasn't I wasn't gay, uh, I was straight. But then that caused 
people met to be mad because oh. they were saying that I was making fun of the LGBTQ. I was like, how? I, I did a voice. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, how that made anything. I didn't say, like, I didn't do the move and then say, I'm gay. Like, yeah. I, didn't, I made a silly voice. But, and which also, in my defense, is a stereotype that the LGBTQ is doing. If they're mad at me for doing that, then they're stereotyping what L- what gay people are supposed to sound like. Right. So, because I know tons of gay people who don't talk like that at all. Right. Absolutely. That's, that has been a thing that I've always, like, try to contemplate, like, think about. Yeah. Where did that accent come from? Mm-hmm. Like, that is a, is that a choice? Yeah. Is that natural? I feel like, because like you're saying, I know my brother's gay. He doesn't talk like that. Mm -hmm. His boyfriend, or his husband, they're married now. He doesn't talk like that. Yeah. But then you have somebody, what do you call that? Like flamboyant? Flamboyant, flaming, whatever you want to say, talk like that, and it's over the top. Yeah. That's a show. Yeah. To me, but I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I'm I'm super interested if anybody that is gay that knows that origin of where that started or how that started yeah, they, I would love to know they have mm. different like different names for like I don't even know I guess it's like very uh, common for like um, older men like in their 40s or late 50s <clears throat> and will date like their like early 20s right like a lot of them do that there's like I don't want to call them rules but they're like almost like guidelines or something mm. really <laughs> At least that's what I've heard from Jace. Um, oh, okay. I'll have to like get more information about it. Like I'm just naive to the whole situation. But yeah, it's, same. It's very weird. It's very weird, and I, I just think it's really weird. We're in a time and age where, like, you know, like stereotypes now are are like the stereotypical stuff is now considered like what it's supposed to be. You know, like what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like for example, like um, another one uh, with the with the black community, right? Like you could say. <clears throat> like I never had I, I actually got in trouble with this with this whole uh, Black Lives Matter movement too because I got in trouble because I wasn't posting anything for it I wasn't posting anything against it I was just I to me Your I was, silence is yeah, violence yeah exactly yeah. and that and I was getting so much shit about that and for me though I was just like I just don't I don't speak about stuff that I don't know anything about so right. I don't you won't ever hear me talking about math I suck at math you will never hear me going off on about math. So you're thinking logically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I don't speak on stuff that I don't know about. And a lot of people need to learn that because a lot of people will speak on shit that they have no idea what the hell they're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, uh, there was a lot of people here in Utah. There was a big movement of people that were upset that I wouldn't post. I was posting a lot of silly shit during this whole you know, movement was going on. And it's not about Black Lives Matter. And it's it not about like Black Lives Matter. It was just me being yeah. me, being silly and stupid. And also, I'm I'm biracial, so there was a lot of there was a lot of like a lot of things that were saying a lot of negative shit about white people. They're like, oh yeah, the white people this, white people that. Yeah, you're half. I'm half. You're so half I'm half white, white half, black. half black. Exactly. So I'm not gonna sit there and you know I, I love my father to death. My stepdad is with my mom. My mom is black. My stepdad's a white man with mm-hmm. my mom right now. I'm not gonna disrespect him, disrespect my father, and say like, oh white people, all white people are racist. Right. I'm half white. I'm not racist. My stepdad and my dad are not racist. I'm not. I know a ton of people. You guys are both white. You guys aren't racist. You know, there's tons of like that. That was the thing. I, I didn't want to speak on something that I don't know anything about, and I also didn't want to say a bunch of random stupid shit just because people are angry. Absolutely. Um, and I think what I was upset about was the stereotype about the whole like, oh, you don't talk black. You know, you don't you don't talk black. I'm like, that's a stereotype. Not all black people speak with ebonics. Like, not everybody has to talk like, yo, what up, dog. 
what up, nigga? You know, like, nobody, yeah. you don't have to do that to be black. You know, that's not, that doesn't make you that. I feel like that's a stereotype. But for some reason, if you don't talk like that, if you don't talk in that stereotypical thing, then you're black trying to be white. Like, that's, <laughs> you're an Uncle Tom. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it's just weird. It's so, I, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I always, I thought that whole thing was weird when people were like, oh, if you're not posting on social media about if you're for it, you know, then you're completely against it. Well, yeah. How do you know that Joe Schmo, who's not posting anything on their social media, A, probably because they're not on it very often, yeah. and B, they, you don't have no idea what they're doing behind the scenes. How do you yeah. know they're not going, you know... Or taking yeah. a break from social media. Yeah, you know? taking a break from social media, or you're, you're doing stuff for the black <laughs> community, BLM, exactly. behind the scenes. Yeah. You're going to protests. Yeah. They don't know that. They don't know anything. All they're seeing, and they're judging you based off of your Facebook status, or yeah. your Instagram, or Twitter, or yeah. whatever. Your social media status, instead of going, you know... Instead of thinking logically, yeah. I think that's just like jumping the gun. Just make and like assumptions. Yeah. Making assumptions, and that is like, that doesn't help. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And also, if you really break it down, too, like, somebody getting mad, like, this is, my, this is the biggest thing when the political stuff was going on, is like, when people were talking about, and even to this day, people still do it on Facebook, when people keep saying, like, oh, fuck Trump, or, you know, whatever, like, or, I mean, sorry, fuck Biden, fuck Biden, yeah. fuck Biden. Do you really think the government is looking at Joe Schmo's Facebook with, like, 60 friends and thinks, oh, yeah, he said fuck Biden, like, we're going to have to get Biden out of here. Like, nobody's going to fucking say that, like, because the thing is, is that just because you're mad and posting a stupid status on Facebook, that shit doesn't change anything. Because in five minutes, somebody else is going to post something, and then they're going to forget all about that post that you just posted. You know, and that's the thing is, like... We're, we're caring about stuff that doesn't matter, like really doesn't fucking matter. Like look at like, uh, I was just telling Crave earlier before we started this thing, like Michael Myers, right? There's like an article saying that Michael Myers is homophobic <laughs> yeah, because he I killed. That's so bad. It's That's so, so stupid. Ridiculous. And I'm like, that is the dumbest thing ever. And so many people are so upset about it. And then so many other people who are actually logical, logically mind and, and, and have a fucking brain, they, they, uh, they realize it's a, it's a fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, my he's own, not even real. He's not real for one. The movie's <laughs> not real. And if and this is the thing too. My sister actually had a great point because they also tried to cancel him about the whole firefighter scene in the beginning, right? Because he killed a bunch of firefighters and people were like, "Oh yeah, if it was the police, it'd be one thing, but firefighters help people and all this stuff." And Michael Myers is killing wow. all of them. My sister had oh. such a good point. She said, "In that logic, then nobody in movies can have jobs." Yeah, <laughs> because exactly, like, it's it's a when movie. You, when you draw the fucking line, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we're it's my uh, man the, playing off of that the crazy the cancel culture culture shit that goes on. Like yeah. oh, he said something or she said something or they said something that I don't like. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, have a conversation about it and have a conversation yeah. that's not. You're not trying to debate. You're trying to understand why somebody said something. Exactly. Or didn't say anything. Instead yeah. of being like, oh, I don't hear you saying anything about yeah. BLM. I'm going to block against you. This. I'm going to block yeah. you. No. That does not help no. anything. Not at all. That doesn't help anything. You're not understanding where that person's coming from. They're not understanding where you're coming from. All you're doing is fueling each other's fires. Hey, absolutely. And it just separates creates separation yeah and it's not only that is it, all it leaves it creates separation and all that leaves is a bunch of yes men behind you you need people like that's one thing i love about my crew i love blow kings because of one thing back in well for a lot of things actually but this main thing back in the day when i did that interview in vegas and i said that the scene sucked right 
At that time, that is how I truly believed. I'm not going to ever go back on that. That is, I'm not yeah. going to apologize for what I said. Nope. At that time, that is how I felt. We suffered the consequences from that. We are still sometimes suffering the consequences from it. But yeah. at this time, that is how I felt. The scene was very small. Nobody was entering battles. Uh, you know, the same people were winning all the damn time. It just got to the point where it just wasn't fun. So I yeah. said my piece. You know, and yeah, I said it with an accent because I was having an identity crisis at that time. But like, but what I mean by that is that when I would do that stuff and I would go out and just say a bunch of just stuff that I was popping in my head, whatever. I remember Kix took me aside and he said like flat out, he was, he was a homie and he didn't, mm -hmm. he told me like, yo, when you say these things, you have to like go about it a certain way because you're making it sound like we all are saying that, you know, it's like, you know, he gave me tough love. And that's the thing is that he wasn't behind me saying like, you're absolutely right. Yeah, fuck the scene. Fuck the scene. Whatever. No, he was saying, he was being real and he was telling me like, yo, Slink, pull your head out of your ass. Stop just yelling shit. Think about what you're saying before you do it. I think the more that people keep blocking all these people who are calling them out on their shit, all that leaves is people who agree with you all the time and yeah. then you never know when you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's, that's mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Because that is happening so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? There are people, not just in our scene, but in all scenes, doing that same goddamn thing. Yeah. They're they're spreading rumors. Yeah. Or they, they take something that you say out of context. Yep. Right? Instead of pulling you aside and having a, having a conversation privately, not mm. over Facebook, because I think Facebook is very toxic once it reaches a certain point. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when, like we, we've said this in the past, but... When you are heated in a conversation, you tend to say shit you don't really mean. Yeah. You're just popping off. You're trying to hurt people then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it just, it becomes toxic and nothing gets resolved and, you know, again, separation. Mm. So instead of doing that, you know, maybe stay, get in your feud on Facebook, whatever happens, or Instagram, yeah. but understand when to stop and be like, okay, wait, let's pull back. Let's... Let's just not say anything. Yeah. Let's have an actual conversation over the phone. Yeah. You know, because when you are texting shit or posting shit, it's you can't feel any of the emotion behind no, it. No, not at you all. You can't tell if somebody's trolling. Yeah. Right? Joking around or being real. Yeah. In certain aspects. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the only way you can do that is face-to-face -face or even over the phone you can tell emotions better, right? Yeah. Like the tone of voices and stuff like that. You don't get tones on social media. Yeah. So then it becomes a whole... <clears throat> you're baking a fucking mountain out of a molehill. Yeah. Essentially. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, like you're saying, cancel culture, yeah. fuck them, and that doesn't help. Yeah. That doesn't help your situation. Not if you want this, any kind of resolution with anything you got to listen to both sides yeah you know what i mean yeah like especially these people that have super <laughs> huge opinions on certain things yeah shut up for a second take a step back yeah. and listen to the opposing side and go why yeah don't don't try to argue it understand it you probably will you know, when you put yourself in somebody else's shoes, you tend to have more empathy towards it. Exactly. You have more understanding. And vice versa. Yeah. Same thing. Mm -hmm. It has to go both ways. Yeah. But if you're like, you're going to listen to what I say, I'm not going to listen to what you say. Yeah. 
fuck then that doesn't help yeah it doesn't help like, at all if somebody told me that like you want to tell me your opinion but you don't want to listen to my opinion yeah. and all you want to say is you're right and i'm wrong fuck you i don't want to hear you anymore those people just like to hear themselves talk exactly yeah. and they go nowhere yeah. you know what i mean like, absolutely all you're doing when you do that is you're creating a lot of enemies mm-hmm. and you're not helping anything yeah, and you get the you get the cancel culture thing going on, and you say like you said, you get a lot of people, yes, men, women, whatever, yeah. behind you who agree with you. No matter if it's one or a hundred, yeah, then you're like you feel good about what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Are you also like uh, and another thing too with that whole yes yes men thing too is uh, a good example of that also is on like TikTok for example or like Instagram. You'll find these people, like, I don't know if you guys have seen lately, I'm making fun of this girl named Whoa Vicky, right? She's literally, like, some, like, I don't know, she's like a rapper or celebrity. She's like that girl, that Catch Me Outside girl. She's just like that. Oh, hell right? yeah. Whoa. And for some reason, no, this girl literally, she speaks what the minions speak. Like, that's her, that's the way she talks. She, like, nobody understands what the fuck she's saying. She's just making a bunch of gibberish. But yet... <laughs> For some reason, this girl's got like 4 million likes, like on like 4 million followers and all this stuff. And I'm like thinking to myself, like, that means there is 4 million people out there who think this girl is amazing. Right. I'm like, but she they can't hot. understand. No. Oh, God, no. Oh. Yeah. I wish I could show you. She's freaking horrible. Show, um, show me later. Yeah. But it's just, that's what I mean is like, you have people like that, you know, who are going off like, you know, bragging about having all this stuff because something that she always ends up doing, like when mm. PS5 first came out, she's like, I got myself the brand new PS5. Like, all this stuff, oh, all this like six million views for that, you know. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, six what the fuck, views. like, you guys are literally liking this person, this random stranger who you can't even understand half the time. And then when you can't understand, it, she, li- I wish, man, I wish I could describe it. It's like someone has gumballs in their mouth, and it's like they're just talking, <laughs> or like they have like peanut butter on the roof of their mouth. Like it's like that's how she talks. But for some reason, this girl going on here bragging about having these certain things gets all these freaking likes and stuff, and I feel like that's the weirdest thing. Like what? What makes you go through like Instagram or TikTok, see that, and then go, yeah, I like that? Yeah, I don't it's know. It's just weird. It's like, so meanwhile, just... you're doing like one handed hand hops and you exactly. get like, a thousand likes. Yeah, you get not yeah. even, not even that. Like, yeah, look at my, my a good friend Shino, right? Shino is doing the most amazing shit on hoverboards, right? He's doing like 90s on hoverboards oh, and he's yeah. doing all sorts of crazy shit. I go and look at his videos and he gets maybe 200 likes, maybe 300 likes, you know, weird. for that. He's doing this crazy ass skill. Then I go and look over at like, uh, I don't know, Doja Cat, right? Doja Cat has a video on TikTok that has 6 million views and it literally just just her saying testing. She looked at the camera and said, this is a test. Wow. That's it. What? 6 million views. Have you seen- Or 6 million likes. For what? They didn't do anything. <laughs> Have you seen those two dudes? I think they're brothers. Yeah, with the uh, crazy weird. hair and stuff. Crazy. Actually, I'm an island boy. <laughs> you know what's funny? I just saw a video with one of them and he was talking because somebody was making fun of him and he rebutted he had a rebuttal to it, and it was actually super surprising how friendly and nice he was about it. Oh, he's nice on all of this. Yeah, videos. yeah, and it's so weird because you look at that. These these dudes look like fucking. They look like treasure trolls. They look like right. they look like a, like a little kid had a treasure troll and took a sharpie and just started drawing all over it and stuff. Like <laughs> that's what they look like, right? Yeah. But they're completely. They're actually very educated in the way that they handle situations, the way they handle getting made fun of, and the the way they handle all these things is actually they they handle it really well. Yeah. For, you know. It's pretty it's pretty entertaining to watch. Yeah. It's not like they're like you can imagine if they were getting made fun of and then they would say some shit like, you know, like egging it on, you know, like yeah, egging right. on getting made fun of. And like that's how this girl, that stupid Woe Vicky girl is. When she gets made fun of, she just goes on there and starts talking about all oh, y'all haters, y'all motherfucking haters, all this shit. Yeah. Whatever. 
these guys go on there and like, hey, why do you guys hate us for? We didn't do anything. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. And it's it almost makes you feel bad because you're like, damn it, I want to hate you. Yeah, I want to hate you, but you're so you're so like pleasant about it. And then yeah. this one over here, I just want to fucking punch you in the face. Right. <laughs> you know? So I don't know. So, and that's the thing. Interesting. I, I can't tell if maybe it's just because I'm getting older. Like I'll be 34 in a couple of days. And I feel like maybe it's just Damn. I'm getting older and now I'm just becoming old and bitter and I'm like, they changed what cool is. That's fucking true though. Yeah, dude. I, cause, I mean, I wonder if this was how it was back in the day, you know? No, we didn't have social media back in the no, day. No, that's, that's another thing. Things too. were great. Yeah. Do you remember, you guys remember when you guys were kids and you guys would like, you know, go stay at your friend's house or whatever, and you guys would do some crazy-ass shit, but nobody filmed it, and yeah. it was just between you guys. Yeah. You guys would be at school kind of giggling about it, and then when people ask, they're like, what are you guys talking about? Nothing. Yeah. It's Nowadays, an inside joke. There's, yeah, no an in- more, there's no such thing as inside no, jokes No, inside jokes are for everyone now, because then yeah. you can't do anything without posting, you know, what we're doing. Like, we're going to do... We're gonna go break into a school. Like, why would you post that on Instagram? Like, why <laughs> you're gonna get in trouble? Why'd you post that on TikTok for the views? Which makes no sense because it's like you're doing these dumbass things. You're getting known to the world for being a dumbass. And it's like, is it worth it? Because after your 15 minutes of fame or up, it's what people love. See nowadays, and it's crazy how much money they actually make off of it. Like, it's insane that you can make money off of these stupid videos that end up going viral. You know, like for example, that 2000 video I made. I was banned from TikTok, making money on TikTok because I would make really like, I would be considered bullying because I would make fun of those stupid videos like World Vicky or whatever. I would make fun of them. They would flag the video for bullying and then they kicked me off the creator's fund, right? So I was kicked off the creator's fund when that 2000 video got popular. So I made no money off of that. But for some reason, people comment on there like, oh, I can't believe this dude's making money off of this. I have not made one dime off that fucking video. How much money do you make off of those? Uh, Off of those? You could make anywhere because Marcos uh, has 700... 700,000 followers on TikTok and he would post a video that would go, I don't know, get like 6 million views or whatever and he'd get maybe 300, 400 bucks per, oh. you know, like that. Like if it gets any higher than that, like I'm pretty sure mine because it's at 14 million, I'm pretty sure I'd make 500 bucks, maybe 600 bucks off of that. Oh, so it's not like a so ton. It's, it's not a ton, no. You, the only way you make a ton of money off of, off of TikTok is when you have millions of followers and then each of your videos start hitting like millions of views. Because Damn. if you think about it, a million views is like 100 bucks, right? Or like uh, okay. if you get like 6 million views, that's like you know 600 bucks or whatever. So if, you, if every video you're putting out is making a million, then you're making 100 every video and that video keeps getting popular. So like even now that video, I post that 2000 video like five, six months ago. And it's still getting views to this day. Like every time I Damn. log on, I'm still getting like tons of views off of it. So it's That's like crazy. That's yeah. Crazy. So all you have to do is make a, make a couple of videos that go that go big, and then never look at it. Don't touch it, and then just go back and look at it like every other month or so, and then be like, oh shit, I made money off of that. Huh. But the annoying part is the videos that are getting popular. Yeah. You can post like you know you can post some crazy shit, and that's what I tell everybody when it goes like this. Bomb bomb really wants to go viral. Like, that's one thing he wants to really go viral on on the internet. It is not worth it whatsoever. Um, because people don't, people look past the move that you're doing and they'll, they're, you'll just get a bunch of haters. You'll get like nothing but people hating. If, for example, Bomb wants to get famous off of, off a of breaking video, right? He wants to post a video that will go viral off of breaking. And I told him like, even if you were to go viral off of that video, all you're going to get is people saying, like, people still breakdance? Oh, I can do that. Y'all, that's whack. Or, you know, something. Yeah, sure. You're going to get just a bunch of people who that's aren't so breakers, wh- who won't appreciate what you're doing. Just talk shit about it. It's terrible for your self-esteem. And also, 
and I and I fall for it a lot is the fact that it, it depresses you. It makes you depressed because you constantly are checking to see what people are saying. Right. When in reality, you shouldn't give a shit what people say. Um, but it's super hard when you log on on Instagram and you see like you have all these comments. You're like, oh shit, yeah, I want to read these comments. And then all of them are like, well, you know, I, I can't imagine the feeling if you got 14 million likes. Or yeah. Like, Damn, Jesus! Like, yeah, I had to. I literally had to turn notifications off on my TikTok. I won't. I don't. I have notifications off because if not, thing would just go off constantly. Right. And all it is, honestly, the only thing it is is people saying shit about me being gay. <laughs> like they all think I'm gay, so they're putting like, oh, he started off looking all tough, and they end up being a gay, uh, being gay or something. You know, sh- sh- shit like that. Uh-huh. So I don't even read those comments anymore. Like whenever I see like you know, in the little thumbnail, I'll tell you like who saw your video or what what they're commenting on. If I uh-huh. see the thumbnail of that 2000 video, I won't even at it i'm like nah, i'm not gonna watch it because <laughs> i already know what they're gonna say and, yeah and it really fucks up your self-esteem and it got to the point where i called my sister i called bomb bomb and i was freaking out about it because i was like oh my god do this video i was having people in myrtle beach when i would go to the show recognize me from that video and then they would come and like ask me to say it they'll be like oh could you say fucking fuck for my TikTok? really yeah dude oh my god in the middle of the show once in the middle of the show our, our clown is doing his act and a bunch of college students came to our show, and they all started chanting my name, like because uh, they saw my Hell in yeah. the beginning of the That's of the hilarious. show. We have a video that would play like um, it would show like each person in the show, and mine was the first one. And it said Slinky on it, and then in the middle of the show, while he's doing his act, people started chanting it. And then I wasn't out there; I was upstairs in my dressing room. And then the clown, his name's Dizzy, he came back and he's like, "What did you do?" I was like, "What oh. do you mean?" And he's like, like in the middle of my act, they all started screaming, like, did you do something? Or like, what happened? I was like, I didn't do shit. And I thought he was lying to me. And then I went back on stage and everyone said they did it. And I was just like, dude, this is so freaking weird. Wow. Yeah, it was just really uncomfortable. And it was just like super weird to know that. And even though it's just a stupid video, it's just weird to know that that many people have seen it. And that, you know, people come up to you sometimes and ask you, they'll be like, are you, are you gay? Like, you know, my, I had one of my castmates, uh, not my castmates, but coworkers (laughs) think that I was. And oh ask me in front of everybody. It was pretty weird. And that's sort of that's the sort of stuff. It's just like, like even if you were, why would that matter? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Why does it matter? Just yeah. do a bunch of strangers online. Why does it matter who I sleep with? And that's my biggest gripe too. That's my whole thing is the whole why you have to tell everybody. Like why do you have to like why do you have to go out and tell everybody like you know like it, I yeah. I don't care. I don't care who you're sleeping with. I don't care. Yeah, right. Your pre- like I mean I get it if you're trying to like you know if you want people to know you know if you want people to know you're gay that's dope. But I don't have to sit there and you don't have to tell everybody and you don't have to like go off and, and do this whole thing about like, you know, whatever, post like all your pronouns and shit like that. Like I don't, me personally, I mean, I get people do it. I won't do it. I don't, I don't care because I don't care what strangers on the internet think. Like yeah. if they want to call me a girl, if they want to call me a they, if they want to call, whatever. I don't give a shit what you call me. Call me Slink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I go by. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing is just weird. I think it's important to, especially in your situation, to remember that, like, you know, people just say things just to have fun, basically, mm-hmm. or, like, yeah, maybe right. they really are hating on you, and that's yeah. definitely something that they're lacking within themselves, and they're just jealous, Absolutely. or they just have their own issues they got to deal with. Absolutely, and that's the thing, too, is that, and that's something that you learn a lot, uh, like, when it comes to, like, I think you get th- tough skin with breaking. Oh, for sure. In battles. Oh, yeah. Because you'll have people call you all sorts of shit. I think, for me, the biggest one in battles that gets me, like, will literally set me off. And, I, and like, we've been there where, like, where fights have almost started and stuff because yeah. of it. Being called a fucking biter. That shit, yeah. for some reason, <laughs> yeah. that shit sets me off more than any other thing. <laughs> the entire B-boying. I don't care if shit, they're tapping the floor. I don't give the shit if they're saying that's trash or that's whack. Second someone calls me a biter, I fucking lose my shit. 
I, and I'll Mine's, go and ask uh, him. pointing to your ear. Oh, that one too. Uh, 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 oh my god. Uh, uh, Especially if the person pointing to their ear and doing that to you is on the. Yeah. <laughs> oh. They look oh. like the fucking deer in the headlights, just staring you down. Oh. Dude, no. Dude, what? What I always end up doing too is when somebody calls you a bite. Like, <laughs> there's actually footage of us doing this when we got called out by Body Rock, right? Yeah. Um, and they started calling bites. Like, what they called white boy a bite, and they were calling us bites and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I literally walked up, I'm not going to name names, but I walked up to that person and I said, who are they biting? Like, name who yeah. they're biting right now. Deer in the headlights. They have no idea. Yeah. They're just doing it <laughs> they're because just everybody else it. is doing it. Yeah. Biting, FYI, for everybody that doesn't break, is calling somebody a copycat. It's plagiarizing. You're, yeah. you're copying somebody else's shit, but... Which is um, not cool. There was, there was a point in this scene years ago where everybody was calling everybody a biter yeah i was like what the fuck you're calling a windmill a biter <laughs> yeah that's a basic foundation move like get the fuck out of here no yeah. and critter a guy in our scene through yeah. a battle called bite this oh, and he wow. made a bunch of shirts well there's a, a guy in our community his name's sid and he was a a graffiti yeah, artist, okay. right? But yeah. he drew the art on the shirts, and it was like some dude doing an air track on his on his pinky finger. You know what I mean? And oh. dude <laughs> posing on his brain, like he's got his hand through his ear and posing on his. Brain. Oh, they were dope yeah. shirts, but uh-huh. he he basically made fun of it because yeah. it was so damn bad. And it's like, jeez, you know what I mean? Like it, people were calling bites on air chairs. Oh my god! And I'm like, dude, the air chair. And I get it. Like somebody, I can't remember what who was it. That it was uh, Po One. Po One. Yeah. So Po One came out and did the air chair. Right. There are people in this community that say they created the air chair. Yeah. Which you know, back then we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have social medias. You know. So yeah, you might have made up the air chair. Yeah. But so did Poe One. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Exactly. <laughs> anyways, go on. I think yeah. it's funny when people call each other biters yeah. for like shit that is just basic. Like, yeah. Are you gonna call me a biter because I did a six step? So dumb. Get out of here. And it's crazy too that you even think like back in because I remember having Battle of the Year it was a Battle of the Year tape, it was Battle of the Year two thousand, and I remember seeing Benny from Flying Steps do air flare, he did like six air flares. And, like, everybody lost their shit. The entire crowd blew up because they had never seen that before, Mm -hmm. right? Now you look at it and you're like, holy shit. You know, that's insane. Like, that's crazy. But then you had the whole Goku uh, Goku and Benny arguing over who created the air flare or whatever. Yeah. It's like, these dudes, literally, Benny's in Germany. You know, like, he's on the other side of the world. And this is back when they didn't have YouTube or anything like that. Exactly. It's like, what the hell? And then now they're, like... They're arguing over who created the air flare, but these kids are, there's kids in China and Japan doing air flare like it's like a basic move. Right. You know? So it's just like, when does it become, like, when are they going to stop? Like, who, and I get it. Like, you want to, you want to show respect to the pioneers. And I know Goku's brother, uh, I forgot his name, but he's the one who started the air flare, supposedly. Pablo? Pablo. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So he started the air chair. So I get it. That's, you want to, you know, you want to give that to your brother. I I get that. 
But also at the same time, you have to realize that these there's people in the world who probably have done that move too, and that's true. Didn't see it. I mean, I've I think we've all been there, honestly, where we come up with something where we think it's 100 percent original, and you've been doing it for like a mm-hmm. year, and then someone who's even more famous than you and yeah. more does better it. than you does it, and you're yeah. like, son of a fucking bitch! I've been doing this for over a year, yeah. and they've finally like did it, tapped yeah. into that whatever. And now it's like I can't even use it anymore yeah, you can't, because you, dude, they're, so they're more famous than I am. Biter, That yeah. happened to me all that, there's a there's a move that I've been doing for years where I do a slide and I jump I do a really high coin drop and clap mm. at the same time. I've been doing that move for years and then somebody I somebody went and tagged little zoo in one of my pictures and said that, or in one of my videos and said I was biting him. Son of a bitch. And I'm like, Dude, I've been doing this move for Look, years. Lil Zoo is dope, but he's got the most wee face I've ever seen in somebody. I want to punch him so hard <laughs> in the face. Like what? The most Lil wee Zoo. Face? If this ever gets out to you, you are incredibly dope. But your face, I gotta rearrange it or something. It's driving. Why? Have you not seen it? Oh, dude, I've seen it. Kicks. I got. I got. Oh, we gotta look at well, a video. This reminds me of his face. Exactly what I'm you're doing such a great job. Yeah, man. I just wish it's just your face. It's just your face. I think I can do to work on that. In the face. It's like no. I got. I'm just, looking up little zoo. Yeah, right look now. him up. He's got like the most wee face you've ever seen in your entire life. Dude, that's how I feel about uh, what's his name. I feel like he has no teeth when he smiles too. Dude, no. You know who the you know who's who's fake. If, if I'm if we're talking about punching b-boys in the face for having a weird face, uh, it's for me. It's um, what's his name? Khalil from Khalil. Uh, from Vagabonds. Or if not from Vagabonds, Legion Team Obstruction, uh, the air chair guy from France. It's it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It looks normal to me. You need to, like a, you need a. I have to show you a video. Okay, like, not on. a photo, because obviously he looks serious. No, it's, it kind of looks like Tonga. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can't. Yeah, just punchable faces, man. Look at that wee face. <laughs> I can't stand dude, it. Dude, he really did how it does look like oh. Tonga. Can't stand it, dude. He shredded his shit, too, but his face. He's Damn. a butterface. Damn. Okay. You're talking some shit I'm right just now. jealous. <laughs> Lil Zoo is amazingly dope. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to uh, change the... Right, so now what are we talking about? What, are we, what were we talking about again? Well, biting. Oh, yeah. We're talking about biters. No. Whack. That pisses you off. Whack. Or we can go back to um, embarrassing moment for dancing, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> duh. Oh, my God. We went on a complete tangent, yeah, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. B-boying wise, I have one dancing wise that was pretty bad. It was actually at the one jam, uh, the one that you looked through. Um, there was a move that I've been working on for a long time where I do a, a shoulder roll uh, to my feet and then I throw a full twist. Right, and I can hit it on springboard all the time. I hit it in grass easy, and I was gonna finally unveil it at this jam. I was like, "Yo, there's a cipher going on." I was like, "I'm gonna unveil this jam. I'm gonna unveil it," and I go for it. I go for the the shoulder roll. I land, but I land really low. But I was already committed, so I tried to throw the full and got half of a full and landed straight on my face in front of everybody, and scratched up my nose. My busted my lip, busted my nose. Uh, I had like a big scratch on my eye and everything. I got up and tried to play it off, which you cannot do when you're bleeding, <laughs> because everyone's just looking at you like, "Oh shit!" Your face and I remember, is fucked up. Bro. Yeah, my face was all fucked up, and Josie took me aside and she, or she like stopped me in the middle of my round because I was all dizzy too, yeah. trying to play it off. 
And Josie, like, grabbed me and, like, walked me off the dance floor. <laughs> and she walked me to the bathroom to try to clean off my face because oh, she said it was all messed up. God. And then I finally looked at it. And, yeah, it was pretty bad. But I did it in front of everybody. Like, the dis, like, Micah. I oh, did it in front no. of all, all the judges and everything. Oh, uh, no. And I was like, oh, okay, that was pretty embarrassing. That I also ripped out my eyebrow ring. I got one. Rock. It was pretty bad. I think it was, like, my, I think it was like my first or second battle i kicked ben in the nuts <laughs> during the did you see that yeah you, actually that was before bk's i got another about. funny one with you oh no yes. so uh Shit. so when i was making so i'm making a, a crew trailer for everybody right for the for the 14 year anniversary <laughs> and uh i decided to go deep into the archives oh, no. of BKZ. is this where you smell in the beanie no no not that one that was pretty bad too but uh no this one Actually, I think it was the first battle that Crave ever did. Um, it was a it was a two on two, and uh, this motherfucker walked out in the middle of the floor with Josh and said five, six, seven, eight, and then did choreo, did our do routine. But the way you guys yelled that shit, oh dude. my god, man! When I saw that and then when I took that footage, I laughed so hard because oh. <laughs> you guys literally walked out there and looked at each other. Who, and who put it. that up? <laughs> I think uh, Josh. It's on the it's like on text the, or text. Yeah. Oh, text taken off. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> you guys want to see that video? No, it's on YouTube. <laughs> Take it off. Stupid. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's hilarious. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Were you there were you there when Critter ripped his pants open? Yeah, his nuts were hanging out. <laughs> so we were at this battle at Uprock. Uprock's like a hip hop shop with a dance floor in the black. They always threw battles there. But our man, he's fucking like he dances in Levi jean shorts with white tube socks. Oh, let's go. And baby. his skin is pale as shit. But oh, anyways. Let's go. <laughs> He was known for freeballing it. He never wore underwear or anything. So I'm sitting on one side of it. Like, I'm sitting behind him because I'm cheering him on, right? Because he was my friend, or he still is my friend. But he starts going, and he's killing it, and he goes into flares, right? And he's facing the opposite way of me. And all of a sudden, like, second, third flare in, I just see everybody's face. Kids across the <laughs> parents covering their kids' eyes. Oh, my God. And they're just like that, oh, like they just saw something terrifying. Yeah. And he gets up, turns around, and he's got this gaping hole. Just His oh, pants just tore. Man, I remember this. Right down the center Dude. seam of his, his shorts. I think that was actually one of my first battles, too, because I was like, what the hell is this? What is going on? I think everybody's seen his wang. Yeah. Dude. Oh, man. It reminds me of Stalls. Do you remember when Stalls was, like, stripping? And oh, his in, pants in Colorado, yeah. yeah. And the parents covered their kids' yeah, eyes. Dude. Yeah, It's like dude. doing swipes in his underwear. And is this when you guys battle each other? Yeah, yeah. To, yeah that yeah. battle's, like, 20 minutes long. Um, yo, okay, so I have one, actually, another one that's kind of embarrassing with dance, too. Uh, actually, this one is funny now that I look at it, but at the time, it was very serious. Uh, I had just gotten back from uh, when I was doing the Ellen show, right? I just got back that night, um, and me and Kibu and Schizo were at Studio 600, and we were celebrating. Were you there? You might have been so. there, Kicks. Yeah, you might have been there. Um, we got back, and we were celebrating, and some guy was like, yo, man, can I get a picture of you doing that move? Because I, I did a, a really high coin drop on, on the show. Mm-hmm. And so the guy asked me if I could take, if he could take a picture of me doing that move. So I was like, yeah, for sure. Oh, no. So I jumped in the air. I tried to point at the camera at the same time. But when you do coin drops, for those who don't know, a coin drop is when you jump in the air and you try to land like almost like a, like a windmill. You kind of land on your shoulder. Um, 
So when you do that, though, you have to round your shoulders. When I'm pointing at the camera, I didn't round my shoulders. Oh. So I jumped in the air, pointed at the camera, hit the side of the stage with my head and because uh, the stage was lifted. So I hit the side of the stage with my head. The guy told me he didn't get the picture. He's like, oh, man, I didn't get it. Can you do it one more time? I said, yeah, give me one second. I don't remember shit after that. Now, I everything mean, I say after this is hearsay from when Kix, uh, Schizo, and Kibu were there. I was there. Yeah. I mean, you forgot everything. I forgot everything. Right? Oh. So I went and I sat down after that. Kibu and Kix and Skits gave me some water. And then they, you know, dancing in the cypher because I was saying I was fine. Supposedly yeah. I was fine. Uh, then Kibu says he looks back and I'm not there anymore. I'm not where I was sitting anymore. And then they started getting worried because they couldn't find me anywhere. And, yeah. and Sinner 600 had a hip-hop side and they had a country side. Right? A country music side. They said that they found me in the countryside in the middle of the dance floor crying, <laughs> saying, where am I? Oh. Right? Because I didn't know where I was. He so, went Jason Bourne on us, bro. Yeah, dude. I literally, they grabbed me. They brought me back in the room. They're, uh, they sat me down. They gave me some more water. And I kept asking them. I kept saying, like, you're schizo. You're kicks. You're kibboo, right? They said, yeah. And then I would ask them again right after that. And then they it started noticing scary. something was wrong. Yeah, they started noticing something was wrong. So then they took me home. And I'm, I don't remember any of this either, but I remember uh, Kibu and them telling me that my mom was there and my mom was worried because everybody's sitting around me and I kept asking who they, each of them were and I had no idea. The only thing I remember is coming to when the doctor was telling my mom that I'm going to have amnesia. Uh, he, he was telling my mom that I, was, I have a really severe case of amnesia and that I'm going to have to relearn everything all over oh. again and that I might not know who she is for the, for the next couple months. And my mom is crying. She is bawling like crazy. And I finally just came to at that point. And I said, like, Mom? <laughs> and then she turned around and hugged me. And I got my memory back slowly after that. But it could have been really bad. Like, it was pretty embarrassing oh, crying in a club and, like, not knowing where I am. And, and honestly, not Dude, knowing what the terrifying. fuck I was doing. Dude. But, yeah, I was thinking about that myself. I was like, if I had amnesia like that, I wouldn't know who any of you guys are. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be breaking today probably because yeah. I wouldn't know that I was a breaker, you know? That's so it's pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. It's weird how you, it's weird how injuries like that, especially injuries to the brain, like concussions and stuff like that. And breakers, we really don't think about concussions, but they can happen anywhere. Oh, for oh, sure, easy. Do. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I do like when I'm hitting like uh, head mills or whatever, baby mills even. Like my head's like it's like smacking on the table or the smacking ground. on the ground. Yeah. Oh man. Like, That's why I stay away from windmills. I'm scared of doing windmills because of that. I think like. When you wear like a beanie, it's like it's at least for me. I can only speak for myself. It like has like an extra protection cushion layer. Oh, okay. And you know you just tie a bandana around it so you don't like lose your beanie. Gotcha. That seems to help. But like eventually you want to learn how to like roll your head like on the floor. Gotcha. So like okay. Bang with it. You know what I mean? Because I remember Schizo when he was learning. Uh, when he was learning. <laughs> oh was, dear. Oh my god, dude! It was like somebody dropping a bowling ball. Yeah, I was like, dude. And his head was always bruised. He always had like bruises yeah. on his forehead and stuff. Now he's like insane with them. But, like, I remember when he was learning them, like, that was just crazy. It scared the shit out of me. Oh, um, and same with, like, all the stuff we try, too. Sometimes we'll try, like, um, you know, like air flares, 90s, things like that. It's like, if you lose your balance doing a 90, like, you literally are upside down on your head. If you lose your balance, you're coming straight down onto your head. Yeah. Or if you know how to fall. Like, we've been I doing it for so long, once. we know how to fall. Yeah, that you is know? true. You definitely have to learn how to fall. Yeah. But, like... There are those rare moments. Like, I've done a 90 before, and, like, my, you know, your, how your arm just, like, gives out? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. like, when your it's knee like, kind of, like, buckles, you're like, oh, yep. shit. Same right thing with your arm. Yeah. Yeah. You just collapse. You're like, what the hell was yeah. that? Yeah. So, yeah. I did that doing a capital letter. When I first started, uh, yeah. my arm gave out. Like, hyperextend. And I basically, like, 
backhanded myself. Yeah. It like fell on my hand, dude. Bah. Exactly. And that's the thing, too, <laughs> is kids. That's one thing with, like, I'm so glad that when you guys teach, like, when, when especially kicks, when you teach, like, I'm so glad that you teach them how to fall. Because that is the yeah. number one thing that I think teachers don't do. I think there's a lot of teachers that try mm, to go yeah. and teach them Good point. the stuff that they already, like, you know, they see on they, these kids, especially nowadays. These kids are seeing, like, you know, little kids doing elbow track, air flare, 90, all this crazy right. shit. So then they just immediately go and try that stuff. And it's like, no, you have to learn to fall first. Because falling, once you get over the fear of falling, then breaking is easy. Yeah. After that, well, I want to say easy. But it's it's a lot easier because then you're not it's scared less terrifying, to fall. It's less yeah. terrifying. Yes. There you go. Exactly. <clears throat> Um, you know, and so I'm, I'm glad that you do teach that because that is, that is something that, you know, and a lot of kids don't want to, nobody wants to fall. Nobody no. wants to do it, but you become a professional faller. Yes, exactly. And it's also, that's, that's I mean, that's how you learn moves. Like, like I was saying earlier, coin drops, yeah. coin drop is literally falling. <laughs> you just, you just jump and fall. Right. So, you know, let's see. Um, I want to talk to you more about your traveling experiences. Oh, okay. You out of everybody in the scene to me personally. So don't be offended for whoever hears that. Um, I think you have the most experience out of everybody. Mm-hmm. You were yeah. traveling. It's like, yeah, you just, you've, yeah. you've been to how many countries? Uh, Over a hundred, right? No, it's on 32. But it feels like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think, I think there's only a, as, far, as long as I've known you, you've always been like, Hey, yeah. I'm going here. I'm going here. I'm going here. And like, you fucking asshole. Yeah. You're leaving us again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, let's see. Let's. Can you just uh, tell us like what is what's been like some of your favorite spots? Uh yeah, for sure. My one of my favorite spots. Uh, so the two, the top. Okay, I'll do the top three. Top three favorite spots. Uh, number one would go to Montreal. I absolutely love Montreal. If I could, I would up and move to Montreal today. Um, it is beautiful. Um, also because since I shit? speak, huh? Isn't it cold as shit there? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's cold as shit in the winter and it's hot as fuck in the summer, but. In between, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's absolutely between, beautiful. It's beautiful. And I've been there. I've definitely been there both in the winter and in the summer. And I can tell you, the winter, we are so lucky that we live in Utah because anybody world. else. Well, the thing is, is that it, it trains you for stuff like that. Like Utah trained me for oh, Montreal. Okay. It trained me for Russia okay. because it is so cold here that people who aren't from somewhere like here, yeah. Yeah. they would die easily. But because we're used to the snow, we're used to cold weather and stuff. You go out there, you can survive. <laughs> um, but yeah, Montreal is beautiful, and because since I um, since I do dabble in French, it's nice to have a place where they speak French and English. So that way, if you struggle on something, you can speak English and they'll know what you're saying. Right. Um, which also kind of messed me up because I say I, I mix French words. So I have Persian French, which is like France 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 French. Okay. But then I also speak uh, Quebecois French, which is Canadian French. So when I swear, if you ever noticed in some of my videos and stuff, I'll say something like, uh, for example, I'll say, like, <gasps> right? Sexy. That right there is all Quebecois French, right? That's all, like, all those are words from the church. Right. Because it's bad. In Quebec, they uh, they don't like the church. So all those words, like, calice is like chalice, like a, uh, like a chalice. Or uh, tabernacle, it's a uh, tabernacle. You know, so each word is like those kind of things. They, it all has to do with the church. But Persian French, mm-hmm. I'll also say stuff like putain or like salope, you know, which are France French. But if I were to mix those together, they would hate me because <laughs> oh, you're not supposed to mix those. <laughs> so sometimes, yeah, so it's it. That's okay. Anyways, so besides that, Montreal would be number one. Number two would be Australia because Sydney was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Sydney was amazing. Mm. Um, I, I would definitely not to fly. I would not want to fly there again, though, because that is the longest. No, New Zealand was the longest flight 
Australia was the second longest flight I think I've ever taken. How long? Oh my god, I think it was twenty two hours. Oh, I think it was Jesus hours Christ. Plane. Yeah, it was What do horrible. you do on a plane for twenty two hours? Dude, literally lose your damn mind. And try to you know have you ever been have you ever tried to force yourself to sleep and you just can't yeah, do it? Think of that for twenty two hours. Especially <laughs> on a plane. Yeah, on a plane, yeah. You watch, and then the thing is, is like, um, when you're traveling on long flights like that, you know how people watch movies and stuff? Yeah. You can watch a movie for like 20 minutes and then you lose, you start to like doze off or you start to like thinking of other stuff. And so you, you go through like six movies, but you only watch like the first 30 minutes of it. And then you're like, all right, I'm bored. I want to do the next movie. Right. So yeah, so that was definitely sucky. And then you realize for me, when I, we were going on tour, we were only there for a week. So you, I flew from here, took 22 hours. I get there, we were flying for a week, and then I think it was on that Saturday, we were flying out the Sunday. We were flying back home. Hmm. Wait, so on... <clears throat> sorry. sorry. Was it from Australia from here? From, from Utah, Utah? So you go from... Us. No, so it went from Utah to California, California to China, China to uh, Australia. So you have to Ooh, constantly... So yeah, it's total of 22 20, hours. Total of 22 hours, okay. yeah, exactly. Um, which, it just it's just one of those things where, like, anything can happen where like you get to let's say you get to LA and then your flight's delayed in China well that also delays your flight to Australia right. too so then you're just freaking it's a out mess. Oh, yeah. it's a mess yeah so anyways uh, the thing that sucks is on that Saturday when you know when you're packing getting ready to go to the airport on Sunday you start thinking to yourself I gotta do that whole fucking flight back <laughs> and oh, then you're like God. oh Jesus Christ and what sucked about that one was is that I got I went to Australia mm. I came back 22 hours right landed it landed in Utah, and four days later, I went to New Zealand, which was oh. another, I think it was 23 hours. So Jesus I had to do that like Christ. a couple days later. So I was just like, oh my God, I hated flying. And then Russia was the worst, because Russia, we ended up doing 16 cities in Russia, Holy. but they were all over the place. So it was like, you know how big Russia is. Yeah. We would start in Moscow, and then we would end up in a place called like Sochi, which is like on the other side, or we'd go to Magnitogorsk or like somewhere else. And we're flying all over the place, like every couple days. Yeah. And so we're just like, dude. And Russians, I don't know how the fuck you guys do this. Like, привет to all the Russians out there. Привет, мордочка, варгренчки. Damn. Oh, shit. Comrade. Communist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, um, it, like, for example, Russians, those those pilots are the scariest pilots I think I've ever... Like, these dudes are flying through blizzards. Like, they, like, yeah. they don't give a shit. Here, they'll, they, you know, in the, maybe not in Utah, but like, I, I can definitely tell you Myrtle Beach... If it snows at all there, they'll shut everything down, even right. if it's just drizzles. Russia, this shit is so bad that you can't see your hand in front of your face. And these guys are like, all aboard, get on the plane. And you're oh, like, I'm not getting on the plane. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I can't see anything. How are you guys going to see anything? They're they just breed. Yeah, in Russia, the plane flies them. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's pretty crazy. And also Russians are, man, it was around the time when, uh, uh, um, sorry, Obama was president. And I remember getting in a fight in Omsk, which is in Siberia. I, uh, I I I almost got my ass whooped in Siberia pretty bad. Uh, these dudes, it was with Maynard, uh, Maynard Full Force. Um, he, oh, shit. those guys were in the club and they were dancing. And it was Soldier Boy came on and they started doing the Soldier Boy dance. Oh. And none of the Russians know this dance. Like none of the guys at this club know this dance. You know what's weird? In in Siberia, the guys at the club dressed like they they dressed in like I don't know like. Like punk, like it was really weird. They dress in like like really skinny pants that are like uh -huh. high water, and then like really nice dress shoes, and then leather jackets with like like their hair all gelled oh, up. Oh, like shit. a greaser? Like a greaser kind of? Yeah, oh, exactly. Wow. That's yeah, exactly. That's how it was dressed. Like that's how a lot of them dressed, right? Wow. And all the women out there were gorgeous, though. Like these girls were wearing like supermodel stuff to go to the grocery store. Like they were gorgeous, but. 
for some reason, the dudes didn't dress like that, and they were, like, very... Russians are very... Uh, I can't speak for all Russians, but from what I saw, they're very... Yeah. Um, what do they call that? When you... When your your girl is your girl, like they're very possessive, territorial, aggressive. Yeah, exactly. They're possessive. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So they don't like it if your girl, if their girl's talking to you, they don't not like that shit at all. And so, anyways, you got a bunch of Americans out there on the dance floor, like actually knowing what we're oh, doing, killing it. All the girls oh, are screaming. All oh, the Russian no. girls are screaming and shit. It's a gift and a curse, it folks. Is Dude, yeah. Especially being yeah being an American and going overseas, absolutely is crazy. Like it's nuts. Um, and especially in Russia, because we were getting VIP everywhere, because our names and our like posters were all over the city. Oh, People knew who we were. Like yeah. we would get in line, and they would immediately bring us in. Like we get all these drinks and stuff. It was crazy. So obviously, that attracted all the Russian women. And there was a few times where like some dangerous shit happened. Like this story, for example, Maynard and those guys doing the Soldier Boy dance. The Russian guys are kind of like upset because now we're like hogging the dance floor. The girls are screaming and shit. So these dudes are kind of coming on the dance floor and trying to purposely like shoulder check and just do stupid shit like that just to be dicks. Well, Maynard goes and does the, the you and steps on this guy's shoe. Oh. And this guy, this, this Russian dude doesn't speak any English, gets pissed off and yells at Maynard and kind of shoves him. Maynard, when he gets drunk, turns into fucking Captain America all of a sudden for some reason. <laughs> and he pushed the dude back. And then oh, the guy, God. so this starts this big thing. This dude's friends are all getting involved now. So now my dance captain, whose name is Tong, uh, he comes in between them. He's like, yo, chill, guys, chill, chill. The one dude that does speak a little English goes, your asshole friend stepped on my friend's shoe. He's like, oh, he's sorry, he's sorry. He won't do it again. He's sorry, he's sorry. I see this shit going down, but I'm just kind of like, all right, what the fuck? So I'm kind of just chilled back. Yeah. Well, Maynard ignores it. They all, they go back to doing their thing. Well, mm -hmm. Maynard's dumbass does another dance. And steps on that guy's shoe. Oh, the same one. Same dude. Shit. Right? So now this guy's pissed. This guy's really fucking pissed. So he pushes Maynard again. They're about to fight. Tong gets in the middle again. But Maynard kind of is like trying to get this dude. So he pushes Tong to get out of the way. Tong falls backwards and steps on that dude's shoe. <laughs> oh. And so I see this going on. So I'm like, all right, fuck this. I grab my jacket. I'm like, I'm going to head back to the hotel. It's only like not even a mile walk down the street. So I'm just going to go back to the hotel. I grab my jacket, put my headphones on. I'm walking out. Um, I'm about maybe halfway there and I get shoved super hard, like to the point where I actually fall on the ground. Oh, wow. Right? So I get up and it's that dude that was in the club with all his friends, right? And they followed me and they started yelling at me in Russian. Now my, my dumb ass kept saying, right? Which I'm thinking means I don't speak English or I don't speak Russian. Um, but in reality, what I was saying was. I speak Russian. Oh, fuck. Because right? oh, no. it's yene. Yene puni mayo ruski. But I just kept saying yene puni mayo ruski. Oh, so this dude's getting fucking furious now because now it just sounds like I'm just saying, I you're speak Russian. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and But you got to imagine, I'm saying it like I'm scared because I, I don't know what's going on. I don't yeah. know what they're saying and I don't know what they're mad about. So I'm saying like, I speak Russian. Yeah, you said <laughs> you it know? so fluently. So too, fluently, so. yeah. Oh. So these guys are getting pissed. And then one dude... Uh, the guy that spoke English before, he's like, you and your friends are assholes. What are you doing in our city? What are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, dude, I, you know, we're here on tour. We're here with the circus, whatever. He's like, why are you, why are you stepping on my friend's shoe? Why are you guys stepping on his shoe? I'm like, I didn't step on his shoe. And he goes, you know what? Fuck Obama. Fuck Obama. Fuck you. Fuck Obama. And I'm like, that doesn't hurt me. <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. It's not like there because if I would have said yeah. fuck Putin, oh my God. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't have made it home. So, like, luckily, a cop was driving past at the same moment. They saw the cop, and they all ran off. So the cop wasn't going to stop anyways. He, right. just, he didn't give a shit. So he just kept going, but those guys ran off, and while they were running off, they were saying, fuck Obama. So I'm like, okay, wow. 
I get back in the hotel and I'm just kind of sitting there kind of shooken up because yeah. I don't know what's going on. And there were six of them, so I'm like, oh my God, dude. And these guys are, Russians are no, Russians are fucking no joke, dude. These guys are huge. I don't know what the hell they feed these dudes, but they're huge. Fucking potatoes and borscht and shit. But they were like, <laughs> I was in the hotel and Maynard and those guys come back and they're all drunk and laughing and all this shit and just being stupid. And I'm like, you guys almost just got me killed, man. Like, what the fuck? So, yeah, that's pretty nice. How, that's weird. Like, you leave. They, dude steps on shoe. You leave. Yeah. And they follow you. Yeah. But it's because I was by myself. Oh. So, like, Maynard and all the guys were all together still in the club. But there's one dude goes off yeah. by himself. Which was my... It was my fault. I didn't think anything... I, you know, I didn't think anything You were just it. trying to get the hell out of there. Yeah, I was just trying to get out the hell out of there. Um, so, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of crazy stories about that. Like, that sort of stuff. But, oh, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, Montreal, Australia. And the last one would probably be... I'm going to go on a limb here and say Saudi Arabia. That was actually really pretty. Saudi, I feel like it's such a bad rep, but from people who have never been there. Yeah. I think because I, I, you always hear like stories about the Middle East and people are like, oh, yeah, like, dude, you're going to get, they're all terrorists out there. You got you to gotta watch out for bombs and all well, that stuff. That's a rich country. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. super it's rich. Because of the oil and everything. Amazingly oh, yeah. rich. People are driving around with tigers in their fucking oh, yeah. cars. Yeah, like, Lamborghinis like, everywhere. Yeah, Lamborghinis, like gold. There's like, it's, it's insane. And, and the crazy part is, is a lot of people are against Saudi Arabia because they're lost. Because I'm not going to lie, females do not have a good time in Saudi Arabia. Well, at least our U.S. females would not have a good time in Saudi Arabia. Mm, right. Um, but the women out there are used to it. They've been used to it for thousands of years, so it's, it's normal to them. They have, like, no rights there? Yeah, they barely. I mean, when I was there, they barely just passed a law where they could drive. So like, wow. and I was just there last year. So it was like or two years ago. Shit. Yeah. And so there was so the laws out there were so crazy that if the cops were to catch a woman in the car with a man who's not her husband, she can get in trouble. She can go to jail for that. Oh, um, it was, it was bad. And also you will not believe Tinder out there because Tinder, they don't, obviously you can't just hook up with, you know, yeah. they have that belief, their, their religion you can't just randomly have sex with strangers. That's just not that th- their thing. You have to be married first, right? <sighs> so imagine Tinder, right, <laughs> with a bunch of people, a bunch of women who you can't see their face because they all have a bias on. Right. So all of Tinder was just eyes. <laughs> That's literally all it was all was eyes. eyes? All eyes. Wow. They all had the mask That's on. crazy. Or like cartoon pictures like that. But that's pretty much it. Um But the, the city itself was amazing. People were super friendly. Like... Like, it was insane. I got there because I kept hearing all these horror stories from everybody. Like, oh, yeah, you watch out for bombs. You're going to hear, like, missiles going off every 10 seconds or whatever. So I got super scared. And also I heard because I'm not allowed to show tattoos, uh, which which was true. Oh, I wasn't supposed shit. to. So I had to wear You're an tatted abaya. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So I had to wear an abaya like the women. Uh, I had to wear, like, you know, everything covered up uh, that has a tattoo. Um, and so that was, pretty, that was pretty rough, especially when it's, like, 100 degrees out there it was like during the, oh, yeah. you know so that was pretty bad but the people out there were it was, they were amazing and and the buildings were beautiful and like you see some crazy ass shit out there like like the mall for example was insane one thing that i saw that was pretty crazy though was they had victoria's secret and shit in the mall really yeah and i was thinking to myself like everyone here like even the men wore like uniform they all had like white like white uniforms on with like red kefenye yeah uh, the head the headband thing they had that, and the women all had the abayas. They all had black abayas on. So I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, why do they have Victoria's Secret? Like, what the hell? Like, I can't even imagine somebody in there shopping. I feel like I'd get in trouble with shopping. Also, real quick segue to that. 
There is really there is a rumor called Chop Chop Square, right? That's a like a thing that when they always say like, oh, you get your hand chopped off if you steal some shit or whatever. Oh yeah, that is true, one hundred percent true. Did not believe it. I thought that was a lie. Uh, one of my castmates told me about it before, and I thought he was lying. We were doing a show, um, and then in the middle of the show in Saudi Arabia, they have to pray. They do like a lot of prayers throughout the day. Right. Right. And so on Fridays, they do a prayer, and then they open the town square at the little uh, in the city we were in it was called Dimam. Mm-hmm. They open the square, the Times Square, and that's when they do the public executions. And I didn't think that was true. I, I thought it was a lie. Uh, and then I go over there, I see what everybody's looking at, and I'm like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Uh, and I over there see what um, what everybody's looking at because everybody's surrounded it, and all I see is a bunch of people like with their head like on their knees with their hands like this, and the black masks over their head, and somebody sharpening a sword that looks like a lad, like the sword that you would see in a lad. Right. And I'm like. Oh shit! That's actually really going down. Like that's oh a real thing. Oh my god! I didn't stay to watch it. I wasn't gonna watch it. Oh no! Uh, one of my I castmates wouldn't. did because he wanted to. Ex- he's on this thing where he wanted to experience everything. So he goes and he watches it. I see him later night, later that night in the show, and dude, just white as a sheet. Oh yeah, fuck. yeah. He that's... said he could not believe what he actually saw. So yeah, so that is true. So if you ever do go to Saudi Arabia on Fridays, they do that in the public square, Times Square. Uh, it's called something else, but everybody else calls it Chop Chop Square. If you're not from there, they'll just call it Chop Chop Square. But, yeah, it's a real thing. That's pretty nuts. That is insane. I, w- I wonder how much Man. crime is there because of that. None. Yeah. Like, dude, you would be so surprised. That's another thing too, because everyone knows the law, and that's another thing that a lot of Americans are pissed about. And like, they're like, oh, like some of the castmates that we were with were like trying to tell the girls, like, that's not. You shouldn't have to do that, or oh, yeah, like, you know all right. that stuff. It's like no. First off, they do it because there is no crime because everyone knows the fucking law. They know right. what's gonna happen if they do. So it's like, am I gonna risk, you know, raping this girl and getting publicly executed, or am I just gonna be like, I'll just look at her from afar, yeah, <laughs> you know, or I'm gonna steal something and get my hand chopped off, or I'm just gonna find a way to make that, you know, and and that's that's how it is out there. It's like they and they've been doing that for thousands and thousands of years, and I don't think at all we should be going over to any other country and trying to tell them how to fucking and live dictate their life. And what they think. Yeah. yeah. Because we have no room to fucking talk. No. <laughs> you know, so. Crime out here is terrible. Yeah, exactly. Because people can get away with everything. Everything. Now, you imagine if they start doing, and even though people would hate it, can you imagine if they start doing public executions like that shit? All that crime would stop. Or people chop be, your hand off. Yeah. You got caught stealing. <laughs> people would be pissed, but crime would stop. That's for sure. So. Interesting. No, I agree. No. Um... I did want to ask you, how do I, how do I remember this? Um, with like your experience with performing and traveling mm-hmm. and just like that lifestyle, because you live a completely different lifestyle than, you know, your just average American. Yeah. You're a very unique person. <clears throat> um, what is like, can you just give us like a whole, like your whole summary of it? Like your pros and cons on like just oh, doing yeah. that, you know Great. what I mean? Yeah. yeah like I kind of like advice too for people that kind of want to take those steps, but gotcha. kind of scared too. And it's Perfect. a good question. Perfect. All right. And I'll try to make it really fast. No, so no, 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 no. Like, you're totally but fine. Like, I mean, in case I don't know how much time you have, I'm free. I'm good. So I'm oh, free okay. too. You can gotcha. kill 30 minutes if you want. But I don't. Oh, okay. I'm just going <laughs> to, yeah. I'll do it fast. I don't um, have to work tomorrow, so we're good. Yeah. So the pros and cons for sure. Uh, the pros are definitely like, I mean, the money is great. Uh, you get to travel. Uh, most of the time they put you up into a place. So it's really nice. Like this last place I was at was a, like a two bedroom condo, which is freaking awesome. Um, you don't have to worry about food usually. Um, you know, and then people love you. People like see the show and they absolutely love you. And, and you get to work with some really amazing people and learn some new skills, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, and then the, the I would say those are the those are the main ones. Yeah. I think the cons for sure outweigh it a little bit because you miss out on everything. I miss out on so much with the crew that sometimes I honestly feel weird coming home because, like, for example, the other day uh, when I saw a bomb and I got back from the airport. I hadn't seen you guys in like six months. Right? right. So when I got to the airport and I saw Kibu and then I went to the house and saw a bomb and I saw Flight and Hinnan and Tonga, I didn't know how to act. Like I almost, it was like, I knew who they were and I, and obviously like they're still the same. Everybody's still the same. Right. But for some reason I felt weird because I was like, well, I missed so much. I missed inside jokes. I missed like so many things. So it almost feels like I had to relearn how to be around the crew again, which is mm-hmm. sad. I should never feel that way. I've been in this crew for 14 years and I should never feel like I feel almost awkward saying, like, seeing the guys, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely weird. Uh, relationships, have, I have never been able to hold a relationship because of this. Because people think it's cool at first. Girls would say, like, oh, yeah, it's amazing. I love that he travels. I love that you travel. That's so cool. Your job's amazing. Mm-hmm. Until you have to keep doing it. Right. Then they get pissed because then they're like, you took another contract. Oh, my God, I'm not going to see you for this amount of time and stuff like that. Which also... Let me just say this. When I go overseas and shit like that and stuff, it's not like you can't come see me. It's not like I can't just yeah, pay for your yeah. ticket and you can come see me. So I don't know what that excuse is. But anyways, yeah, so relationships suffer for sure. Um, yeah, you miss out on time. You miss out on relationships. You miss out with your friends. Um, you can never – it's not stable. So I do a contract for six months, come home, and then I'm like, oh, shit, I have nothing for like three months or so. So mm. if you didn't save, which I didn't in Myrtle Beach, I should have saved that money. I didn't. I just – splurge because i was there for so long that like when you come home you're like oh shit now i'm broke again and now i have to like struggle to try to find something in the meantime until the next gig happens Mm -hmm. so it's not stable at all uh finding a place to live like finding an apartment like right now like i'm getting an apartment downtown that was the biggest fucking hassle in the world because you're an independent contractor you don't have any history with anything because you're constantly gone credit yeah credit, credit no credit at all i have like I, it's not that I have bad credit. I have no credit. So it's equal to bad credit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when you're trying to get a place, they're like, when was your last job? Oh, it was you know this job. They're like, oh, you were only there for six months. Like, yeah, it was only a six-month contract. Like, so when's your next one? I don't know. So yeah. they, you know, oh, so it's shoot. super difficult. And those are like the cons for sure that you have to really think about. And you can only do it for so long too. And that's another thing with experience when it comes to jobs. Because now, if, like for example, I want to retire. I don't want to do dance gigs anymore. I just want to do a normal job. Well, if I go to try to get a normal job, on my resume, it's nothing but shows. So I have no experience in anything else. So right. when they ask, what's your experience? Do you have any experience doing customer service? Do you have any experience doing retail or, or sales or serving or anything? No. I just mm. performed for the yeah. last couple of years, you know? So, so that, yeah, those are those cons for sure. And you really have to think about if that's really what you want. It's a very unstable lifestyle. Uh, it's super fun. It has its super fun moments and, and you're living the life while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. When you're not, you're struggling to shit and, and it, it does suck. Um, but for those wanting to go down that path, there are, there are some things that you need that I think a lot of people oversee and they, they just, for example, a lot of B-boys, like speaking to B-boys, um, they automatically assume the only job you can find is Cirque du Soleil. Right, so they'll only try to apply for Cirque du Soleil. They'll only try to go and do Cirque du Soleil gigs. Mm-hmm. Right, but there are so many other ones. You can do cruise ships. You can do amusement parks. You can do other Cirque shows. I worked. A lot of people will keep confusing for some reason Cirque du Soleil with Cirque Loise, which is what I did. Cirque Loise is a smaller circus company from Montreal, but they paid way more than Cirque du Soleil ever does. So that's another thing. People think wow. that when you do Cirque du Soleil, yeah, yeah, Cirque du Soleil, you're getting 150 a show, right? 
usually 150 a show. It's, you know, it's, it's, if you're doing two shows a night, that's not bad. But you're also doing two shows a night. But when I was with El Waz, I was making 250 a show, and I would only have to do one show usually. Whew, you know? So you're making yeah. more money with a smaller circus and a smaller cast. But it's because they have such a smaller cast. Cirque du Soleil, yeah, Cirque du Soleil hires 40 people, like 40 or 50 right. people for a show. And then Cirque du Soleil, we had 12, I think, or 13 of us. Yeah. So, of course, we made more money. And also, because you make more money, you get to travel more. So you're doing more shows. Cirque du Soleil, you're stuck in Vegas. You know, Most of the time, you're just stuck in a Vegas show for like a year. You know, but with El Waz, you're getting all sorts of world tours and things like that. So it was nice. And there's also uh, Seven Dois, which is like Seven Fingers. You could do uh, like um, Le Grand Cirque is what I was doing. There's just a bunch of different ones that you can look at. Uh, amusement Park, same thing. Six Flags, uh, Holiday World, uh, Disneyland, Universal Studios, all these. You can always go for those and people don't ever check those out. Cruise ships, same thing. Royal Caribbean, Carnival, yeah. you know, Virgin Voyages. There's a lot of different companies that you can go for you don't need to necessarily just go for Cirque du Soleil but in order to do those you have to have a headshot a professional picture not like a selfie um, and even with that even when I say that when I say professional picture most people are like oh I have to go find a photographer no you right. can actually take I took my own headshots with my own phone just you guys gotta make sure it's not you doing like oh you can't see me but, <laughs> but like <laughs> your arms out yeah <laughs> I'm sticking my hand out like I'm taking a selfie but yeah, you can't do it like that. You have to literally set it up with a tripod. You have a nice background, you know, make it look professional. But you can do it with an iPhone, you know. That's yeah. um, mine is mine is mine's a, a picture from my phone. Um, you have to have a resume. Um, with resume, that also means that you don't have to necessarily have a shit ton of crazy stuff on your resume. You can do one thing. Our crew doesn't do anymore is is free shows. But it's because we've done so many free shows. We we paid our dues, and we all of us have paid our dues and done enough right. to where now. We can do shows where we get paid. Those shows where you pay your dues, you can put on your resume. That's what you put on your resume. You don't. You don't necessarily have to put like you know some crazy shit. Um, and third is a demo reel. You need to have a reel of what you've been doing. And a lot of b boys end up making the mistake of making a reel where it's just footwork and battles and shit like that, and nobody wants to see that shit because there's a difference between breaking and performing. What what Kix was talking about earlier is battling and all that shit is cool for that but when you're performing nobody gives a shit if you're doing six step or if you're doing air flares or nothing like that nobody gives a shit mm. all they care about is what they make sense to them uh to them a full twist is the exact same as a backflip uh flares are the exact same as an air flare windmills are the exact same as you know anything else it's the they it's moves that people can understand all they see is spinning they don't really yeah, give a right. shit what you do um but in battles of course that stuff means something um, you can go and cock somebody all you want or call them bites or, or do like crazy shit like that in battles, put that shit in your demo reel and the person watching it's like, okay, but how is he performing? Like, how is it a performance? Because performance is completely different. So when you make a demo reel, you want to showcase your skills, but you want to showcase them as if you were performing because these, this is what they're going to see when they're on stage. A lot of b-boys I've worked with, there's a few of them, I'm not going to name names, but there are a few of them who have been complete assholes because they could not get rid of the street element, and right. and they're constantly it's not like raw enough. Yeah, it's exactly man. Oh my god, <laughs> like there's stories. I'm literally telling you stories. Like th two b boys literally getting in an argument in at rehearsals over breaking, and then start battling in the middle of break in the middle of rehearsal. Shut up, dude. I'm dead serious. In the middle of a show, even there's there's been times I was doing when I was doing ID in the first scene in ID. Or sorry, second scene in the ID. It's when we're introduced, like that's supposed to be like a like a battle. It's one side versus another side, yeah. right? 
So luckily, I had Chino. Me and Chino were partners, but we had me and Chino would have to battle in the beginning of that. You know, in the beginning of the part, and it's just a show. We're just right. messing around. But when I went back to do ID again, I got partnered up with somebody who wasn't uh, who wasn't Chino, <laughs> and this dude legit took battling like serious. He was like cocking me and all sorts of shit, like actually taking it serious. <laughs> and it got to the point where it he would do another round. It's like we only supposed to do one round each, right? And then we come together. Yeah, I went one, or uh, he went first. I went second. We're supposed to stand up, and then the, the act's supposed to go on. I went second to go stand up to do the thing, and he goes for another round because he's just oh, in that b-boy mindset. Wow. So that's what I mean. Is like you can't – a lot of these b-boys, there's also horror stories at Universal Studios where you hear people, b-boys in the middle of an act calling each other out and start cussing and shit in front of all the kids and stuff. Are you serious? There's a lot, and that's actually true story why we cannot go back to Carnival Cruises, why Carnival ships do not hire b-boys anymore oh, because b-boys, no. b-boys tend to fuck it up. Like B boys tend to because also on when it comes to these shows for some reason B boys come from the streets so when you're in a show where you're getting paid you're you're like a celebrity status and all that stuff you let it get to your head and then you think you can get away with everything right and so on carnival ships that would happen you'd have like guests during the during the club nights you know and you you're these guests are old people or like teenagers like going to retire you know whatever dancing in a dance club none of them know how to dance they're not dancers they're just having right. fun then you have the B boys from the ship go in there and call out people and like battle them and shit. And you're just like, dude, they're here to relax. You're here to entertain these they people. They can't not. separate it. Yeah, they can't separate it. And then Carnival got fed up with it, you know, or breaking rules, sleeping with guests and stuff like that, like seeing hot girls and being like, oh, shit, I'm a celebrity now. I can go talk to this girl. So they'll go and break a rule, sleep with a girl. And then all oh, this stuff, they don't realize yeah. the more that these B-boys do this, and I'm speaking to all the B-boys who are performing, if you guys are listening to this, like realize that you guys are also fucking it up for everyone else who wants yeah, to come after you totally because like you can't go back to that there's a lot of b-boys like me for example when i first joined carnival i did i did that and when i first joined carnival i was so about battling and stuff i was like that was when we first started the crew like right. vegas shakedowns and shit like that. i was missing all the vegas shakedowns and yeah. i was like no i want to battle fuck this dude this is whack i'm not performing i'm a b-boy and i would start doing dumb shit and i left i left carnival ships right when i wanted to come back it was too late because b-boys had already fucked it up and i was one of them because since i just went a wall and went home they're like, oh, B-Boys are unreliable. So um, I definitely help with we that. We do get a rap with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even owning me and Andrea, yeah. my wife, we owned a professional adult company, and it was the same shit. Yeah. Like, you get B-Boys, and I get it. Like, B-Boying naturally is not a performing style. It's a battle style. Mm-hmm. But you got to separate it. Yeah. When you get on stage, you're not... You're not not battling you're not battling yeah you're performing and it's a lot like you're saying it's a lot different but then yeah you would get the them they're not reliable they don't give a shit about coming to practices they always try to get out of it yeah you know and i'm guilty of that too i didn't want to do all that shit i was the same i had the same mindset but after a while you start to understand it you know what i mean and you start to adapt exactly and then you get annoyed yeah by that Attitude. Exactly by that ass like, fuck because they just fucking I don't want to I don't want to deal with you anymore you know what I mean yeah I, I want you in my show but I don't want to deal with the attitude exactly and b boys are the opposite they're like well they need us you know what I mean yes uh, exactly they do not realize that's another thing too b boys for some reason realize they think that they're a commodity like that they're like like that they can't be replaced and that that is so not true uh, me and stalls learned that the hard way at Royal Caribbean because when we went and did Royal Caribbean we we were we went in there expecting to do b-boying you know right. which is another sorry this is another segue into one thing too is these companies that ask for b-boys 
B-Boys, when, when these companies are asking for B-Boys and they're like, yeah, we're looking for B-Boys, be prepared to know that they are not looking for B-Boys. They are not looking for that. They are looking for dancers who can pick up choreography that can do B-Boying. Like That's what they're looking for. Yeah. yeah. They're looking for someone who can pick up choreo and can do B-Boy moves. Because, and, and nowadays, with, with a lot of the choreo studios and stuff like that, they have B-Boys coming in. Uh, I think Tonga was doing that for a minute. When they would come in and just teach the tricks, just teach the tricks and just teach the power moves and stuff. Mm, right. Right. Now, not saying there's anything against that. I do feel like, yeah, maybe you should definitely learn about what breaking is before you decide to start taking the moves from it. You don't see us going to like a, a class and learning like pirouettes and jazz and stuff like that and then just being like, all right, I'm going to take it and leave. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you want to you want to respect the dance. And that's how I feel like with breaking. I definitely feel like you should learn all of it and not just the tricks and power stuff. But if you are being taught that, they don't realize that like, that's what that's what these companies are looking for. They're looking for these choreo head guys, these studio dancers that learn flares or head spins or windmills and stuff. And they'll right. hire them way over they'll hire a b boy. Yeah. So you have to work twice as hard. Um, and I've definitely learned that. Uh, me and Stalls went Royal Caribbean and we got let go because they hired they hired us for the b boying, but didn't know that we didn't know how to do contemporary jazz locking and popping, right? Wow. And crump. We had to do crump too. And because we didn't know those Man. styles, we went in there. They gave us a week to learn the choreo, the choreo of this show, which was insane. It was like literally the hardest choreo I've ever had to do in my entire life. Really? Like literally like tears, breaking down in tears sometimes. Me and Stahl stayed up. Me, Stahl's and Frace, uh, another guy from Australia, stayed up one night till 4 o'clock in the morning, three days straight, trying to learn this choreo because it was so hard. And they, they gave us a week to learn it before they would let us go. So they brought us in. They said, hey, this was on Monday. We had rehearsals on Monday. That first day, they brought us upstairs and they said, hey, uh, the casting director was like, hey, we realized you guys were struggling down there. Um, we might have made a mistake. Uh, we're going to give you guys a week to learn this choreo. And if you guys can't pick it up by Friday, we're going to let you go. So me, Stalls, and Frace are freaking out because we had just paid. We, oh, my God. I think I think Stalls and me paid $1,000 <gasps> because we had to get our medicals done. We had to get our flights. We had to do all that stuff. Do they to get mention this like on the no, no, That's not at all. Up. You learn it after they give after the, you accept the contract. We had to pay. Oh yeah, and also we had to get scuba certified. So me and Stalls had to learn. We had to get scuba certified and CPR certified. So we had to pay for all these things. We get there, and now we find out we have to learn this choreo. That's ridiculous. Like that studio dancers that have a hard time doing. Right. We have a week to learn it. So we spent every single night almost till four o'clock in the morning in the dance studio learning this dance. We get there on Friday. We kill that shit. Like, I wish we had it on video because our choreography even came up to us afterwards and was like, I cannot believe you guys learned that in a week. Like, that is insane. Then we had a meeting upstairs again with the casting director, and he said, you guys killed it. You guys absolutely blew our minds, right? So me and Stalls and Frace are, like, smiling and everything. And then he said, unfortunately, as soon as I heard unfortunately, I knew we were going home. Stalls, it took us Stalls a second to register what was happening because, you know, Stalls. He's still yeah. happy-go-lucky, so yeah. he's just smiling. Yeah, no, they said, that Monday... They went and hired three dancers to come replace oh, us so because they up. didn't believe we were going to be able to pick up the choreo. We picked it up, so now they have six dancers hired, right? Six new dancers hired, but they don't know who to keep, so they were like, "We're just going to keep the three that already know the that can already match the other three. Oh. So they let us go. That's fucked up. Yeah, it was pretty fucked up. Yeah, that was literally that Royal Caribbean was a nightmare. It was don't work for Royal Caribbean. Yeah, Royal Caribbean, my ass. Yeah, the thing that sucks with it though is Royal Caribbean pays really well, and they do a lot of good tours and stuff like that. A lot of their shows are amazing for dancers. If you're a dancer, if you if you're a b boy, it is the worst fucking thing because you Damn. can't you just you can't do it. There's, there's they don't. It's just one of those experimental things. They just experiment. 
And that's why as a B-boy, you put so much money. Like I remember putting like, yeah, like a thousand dollars down, uh, ruined my entire relationship with Zoe. Me and Zoe were actually planning on getting married <laughs> Wow! Uh, because I got the cruise ship gig. Um, I got Royal Caribbean and I was going to plan on proposing to her during the show. I was super set because the money was amazing. We were going to move Fuck. all that stuff. I had to break her, break to her the news that I was coming home. After me and her both scrounged up a thousand dollars to get me there, oh, I had to break the news that we that that happened, and that completely destroyed my relationship. Because as soon as I told her that, me and Zoe were done. Because <laughs> wow, and and I don't even blame her because she had been helping me for so long. Because like I was saying earlier, those cons, yeah, it's unstable. <clears throat> you come home and you have nothing, you know, and then your significant other, if you're with them, is doing all the work because you're trying to find the next gig, you know. So I don't blame her at all for that, but. I definitely, it was one of those things where, you know, that ruined my relationship. It ruined so many things and just, you know, and that's, that's the, that's the part of life with it, with it comes to that. So be prepared. Yeah. It's like, if you really want that job, there's so many, so many things they don't tell you about yeah. it. You know, if you want that job, you don't plan on having a, a relationship or a family. No, like, not at all. It's not that kind of life. No, it's not at all. It's perfect. It's a perfect job for, and even, I mean, cruise ships are a perfect job for somebody who's single. And any any of these jobs, these are perfect jobs for if you're single, because if you or or dating somebody that does what you do, like for example, Marcos and Noemi, uh, they were just in our in my last show. They met. They're both circus. They both come from circus, so they met during a show and then have been together ever since. And it's wow. nice because they work together. They actually yeah. do shows together. Wow. They get to see each other. They get to see time. each other all the time. So it's nice. Maybe but, that's what you have to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. And but that's the thing that sucks too is because in that case, I I don't know. I never. In the entire time I've been in the circus with that, I've never met anybody in the circus that I've been interested in. You know, like, I, and it hasn't happened yet. Maybe I don't know. But there's also somebody I'm actually really interested in here, and that's another thing that's really sucks because I'm nervous that if things were to go good, mm. uh, I'd have to leave, and it's I don't like know how. Same thing all over again. It's the same you. thing yeah, all over yeah, again, and I don't know how shit. this person would take it. You know, so. Wow. Yeah, it's difficult. That's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, it's a very lonely lifestyle. Both parties. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I was a yeah. flight attendant for ever. Well, not forever, for four or five years. And yeah. it was the same kind of feeling. Not as dramatic. Because yeah. I could. I was only gone for like a week at a time. And yeah. that was hard. So I can't imagine being gone yeah. for yeah. six months at a time. Yeah. You know, all Sometimes even place. longer. I remember in Turkey, I was supposed to be gone. I <laughs> Turkey would go on my list of the worst places I've ever been. I hated Turkey. <laughs> but Turkey, I was supposed to be there for a year. So oh, it was a year contract. Yeah, so, I can't imagine that. Yeah. Well, damn. damn. How long do you think you're going to keep performing and traveling? Uh, You know, actually, to be honest with you, this, this last contract kind of scared me because there were moments in it where I literally could not bend over to tie my shoe. Like, my back was so... Uh, my lower back and my oh. spine was so... It felt like it was so compressed that, like, I couldn't even tie my shoe. Um, wow. I no longer can do pikes anymore. Uh, my rotator cuff is so torn oh, with all the muscle uh, scar tissue damn. that I can no longer pike. If I do, uh, my shoulder rips. And you don't have time to heal because you're just performing every day. Yeah, exactly. And so then you have to start thinking about while you're in the show. Um, there was a moment too where I have to head. I have to head spin in the show, or I had to head spin, and I'm thinking we're we're performing six days a week. So six days a week for six months, right? So, and I have to do a head spin every single show. Oh, and Jesus. for a minute, my head started getting so tender that it would like hurt to touch, right? Like if oh. I did that, it would hurt. 
So you have to start thinking of different stuff. You're like, okay. And uh, yeah, because of my shoulder injury, I couldn't flare either. Like I actually, I still to this day, don't think I can flare very well without it hurting. So like, fuck. yeah. And so you have to start thinking of other stuff that you can do that doesn't hurt, but also is impressive to the crowd. Right. And so I was like panicking because there was like, I was like, okay, flares are gone. Uh, Head spins are gone. I can't do, yeah, hand hops hurt. Uh, I can't pike. I can't do any, like, yeah, everything's going to be on my left arm because my right arm sucks right now. And it was like, you were, like, panicking. I was, like, legit panicking because nobody wants to see footwork. Nobody wants to see top rock and stuff. Nobody wants to see the moves. So that was pretty bad. I couldn't do flips because my back was so compressed that when I tried to go for a backflip, just doing that popped my back or would tighten up my back. So I definitely am starting to feel old. (laughs) So I'm not sure. This contract definitely uh, made me realize that, like, I don't necessarily have a lot more, a lot of time left. Uh, on the clock to keep doing this yeah so part of me is like maybe you should just take it easy but then the other half of me is like just go hard now just get it over with now yeah and huh. just you know do it while you can do it while you can yeah but then i'm nervous that if i do it while i can the way i'm going then i'm just gonna end up being like crippled or something which would be so ironic <laughs> <laughs> dude so do they provide you with health insurance on these? no you do your own you have to have your own health insurance which i do not have Actually, BombBomb scared me into getting health insurance, or not getting health insurance, because I remember he paid for it and was, like, freaking out about it. So I was like, I'm not doing that. That's stressful. It's expensive. Yeah, it's super expensive, and I'm like, dude, I'd rather just not... And there's so many injuries that I have that I'm just like, no, it'll heal itself, (laughs) and it never does. If you freaking, like, snap your arm in half or something in in a show, they, they have to have some sort of, like, workman's... Yeah, well... They have to help you, right? I don't know because I because we're independent contractors. So I think That's I think weird. if yeah. Scary. yeah so I think scary. if you get hurt, I think sign that contract. Yeah, yeah. I think if you get hurt, you because yeah. It, I mean, yeah, you don't. Because I was also realizing that uh, one of the one of our dancers got sick and she had to go to the hospital and they didn't pay for the hospital bill and they also didn't pay her for missing time from the show. Oh, damn, fuck. So I'm just wondering if if you get hurt during performance, do they cover pra- you like on practice? that? I wonder. Uh, rehearsal. I think, I know they have. I know whatever. they have insurance, yeah, whatever, whatever. but um, I know they have insurance. They like they have to have insurance to perform in the theater and stuff. But right. I don't think we have none of the performers wow. do. Because I think that's another thing. Then yeah, yeah, and yeah. Your own healthcare. If you break something or you fucking cripple yourself, you're screwed. Might be good to save money. Also, it's not a good job if you're not good at saving money, because like that's <laughs> man. Especially when you tally up how much you make, like. I tallied up, so <laughs> I'm not going to give numbers here, but I tallied up how much I would have made if I would have saved, a, not touched a dime, right, when I was out there to now, and it would have been 22000 I would have came back with 22000 In six 000. months? In six months, yeah. Oh, Damn. shit. Um, but I don't have anywhere near that <laughs> because you're there for six months. You start thinking the, the worst mindset to get into is while you're there is you, you, get, a, you get your paycheck, right? It's like... Thousand so yeah whatever and then you're like oh, I can go blow this I'm gonna get another one next week you know I'm gonna get yeah. one another, another two weeks from now so you blow that thousand you're like oh I'm gonna go buy shoes I'm gonna buy clothes I'm gonna buy food I'm gonna do all this stuff you ballsy man yeah dude I legit yeah. that was literally you me ballsy, man. the entire time <laughs> Son of a bitch. until I realized it was like maybe two weeks or three weeks before I was supposed to come home I looked at my account and I was like where the fuck did all that go and I realized I kept doing. Oh yeah, I'll just get another check next week. I'll get another check next week. That's how I feel after week. taxes. I like look at everything. I'm like, what? Where the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Where the fuck? <laughs> Where is it? Like, what the fuck? You know? 
And so That's crazy. I got offered to come back again in May. Uh, so do May and October, May to October again, uh, next May. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking about doing it, but now that I know, now I know how much money you make and how, and what not to do. I think I'm just going to use that and just save all that shit. Cause yeah. Is it tax deductible? I'm like asking all these technical grown up questions. Uh, like, do they take taxes out of no, checks? no, because um, and that's another that's what sucks because that's when you have to get uh, the, yeah. what do they call it a W nine or something like that? I, yeah, when taxes come, yeah. you yeah, you have to pay all that back, and so that's yeah, because you're an independent, yeah, yeah, it, fucking, yeah, that's as like a teacher, yeah, you're an independent contractor essentially, oh, yeah, so they don't take taxes out, so at the end of the year you get raped, yeah, big time. Thank and you, IRS. You know what else sucks about it too is because not only that's another thing. Oh yeah, sorry, another con. When you go out of country, right? So mm. you have to pay taxes on those countries too. So I didn't realize that oh, that I owe money. I actually, well, luckily I haven't been back to Canada, but uh, because I worked with a Canadian company, I was an independent contractor, and they also didn't take taxes out. Then I had to pay Canadian taxes also, right? When they sent me my, when they send you your, wow. your you know, whatever. So that, and then also in Russia was the same thing, but because I was there for so long, so. I, that fucking sucks. <laughs> you realize so that, like, you're saying you can't go back until you pay. Uh, until yeah, I think if I if I were to go back, uh, they would do a check to make sure you know they check yeah. your. Um, I think Canadians use a thing called TIN. Yeah, I heard 10. Canada's got like a strict system. They like yeah. they no, uh, the you can't have any felonies or, or whatever. Like yeah, like yeah. it's on record like permanently. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And actually, my goal was to uh, become a citizen in Montreal. That's actually why I went to college for French, because you have to... Um... Sorry? You okay? No, you're good. Oh, um, yeah, you have to go to... Uh, you have to go to... You have to get... As, um, be fluent in French. You have to have proof that you're fluent in French. And the best way to do that is through school. So oh, that's why I wanted to move to uh, Montreal really bad, but that was the one thing. And also, you can't have any felonies. You can't have any like tickets uh, or any of that stuff. There or like anywhere. There, but there or anywhere in the anywhere. US too. They oh, they shit. check. Yeah. They do a big they check. Do? On oh, they won't even let you in the country if you if you have yeah. a ticket. <laughs> if you have a ticket here, like a parking ticket. Oh fuck! <laughs> if they find out, they won't even let you in the country. Well, if it's not paid. Right? If it's not paid, yeah. Yeah. If it's like delinquent. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Huh. But. Yeah, so that's pretty much that's pretty much traveling in a nutshell. Well, thanks, man. Shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm never traveling again. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, I definitely think traveling is is the way to go, and then especially the way uh, like one little last little part of this, I think the travel you should travel as much as you can. I feel like especially the way the world is going nowadays, there are so many things in this world that I wish I could see that I won't be able to see now. Uh, for example, uh, Notre Dame. Uh, even though Notre Dame's still there, oh, it caught yeah. fire a couple of years ago, yeah. and they replaced it with all new stuff. So if I were to go to Notre, Notre Dame, it wouldn't be the same because right. it's all new shit. I don't, I don't get to see the old stuff. I didn't get to see the old things, you know, or like the Great Barrier Reef, for example, is like drying up. So like eventually we won't have that. So it's like, you know, you want to go out and see these things before they're before you Gone. can't anymore. Yeah. And traveling is not as expensive as people think it is. I mean, people spend hundreds of dollars a week on like food and like McDonald's and shit like that. If you just saved if you just saved all that, you can literally buy a plane ticket for what? I've seen plane tickets to, you know, France or plane ticket plane tickets to Amsterdam for like a thousand bucks, you know, or like six hundred right. bucks maybe on, on a good day. So mm-hmm. you know, I I feel like definitely traveling is the way to go. Interesting. Okay. Do you have any questions for him? I'm I'm good. I was just gonna ask you. Ask the question. I'm gonna ask the question. Slinky. Here we go. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. What to you 
is the meaning of life? Oh, shit. That's the epic question. The meaning of life. Um, You know what? I'm going to go with being happy. Happiness. Being happy? Yeah. Do you mean like as in like just doing whatever you want? Yeah. I feel like being happy is, or the meaning of life for me is to be happy in my own life. Happy with my own life. I can't, I can't. I can't do. I can't tell other people how to be happy. I can't tell right. other people how to do it. But at least for my life, being happy is the is the number one thing. You know, and I know it's not always gonna. You're gonna always be happy. But right. At least live your life without other people telling you what to do, or ha- live your life without having other people tell you how to live your life, because it's yours. That's yeah. your life. It's nobody else's, and they can't tell you how to live it. That's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, I, yeah. d- I for one definitely admire you. You know for doing what you want to do you know yeah living your dream man you've always talked about that from day one you want to travel and yeah i can't i dude i want to travel so bad but like i'm definitely scared to take those steps you know what i mean and you i don't blame you though (laughs) you have the balls to do it so right i think you're a very inspirational person i love you i love you too man thank you yeah no knock off of this mushy shit dude i don't like this man (laughs) but we do we love you (laughs) In lots of ways. Oh, cool. oh, stop touching me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, listen. Um, thank you for coming here and sharing. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Sorry I'm going so long. I feel like this no, is the longest one you've ever this done. is great. No, it's good. We, we like the long ones. Right. That's what of... she said. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you, thank you guys again for listening and staying tuned for this long. It's been a really educational and great episode. Yeah. Um, please... Like, share, subscribe if you're liking this content. Um, that really helps us keep the podcast going. Um, tell your mothers, tell your fathers, tell your uncles, tell your aunts, and tell t- tell all your Twitter dates. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to tell the wives though. Yeah. They're already the wives' favorite b boys, dude. They already know about yeah, right. You know it. You know it. <laughs> Anyways, thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you on the next one.